0: This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we are talking Blue Beetle, the superhero that can't
1: be squished. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello. How are you, Aaron? I'm doing well. We got a... uh... One of those Southern California hurricane warnings where it means it's going to get wetter and windier than it is, but there's not actually going to be a hurricane. But of course hmm. people are like, oh, no, is there going to be a hurricane? Or like, have you been here before? Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't increase from this. Uh, but yeah,
0: so I'm fine. It's just well, hopefully everybody else is staying dry. And uh, I think it's supposed to pass by tomorrow
1: afternoon. So maybe even today. Who knows? You know who's doing well? Who? My tarantula. Ah, it okay. it, yeah. it molted its uh its skeleton this week. speaking of blue beetles what does that actually mean like I know what it, I know what the action is but does that mean that they turned a year older or what does this mean it it, it does it only like every se- like every several years uh-huh. it does it where it, it literally just it kind of it basically like it looks like it died which freaks me out right, so it, right. It, it flips over and then it's like just sitting there for half a day and eventually just kind of crawls out of its exoskeleton. Yeah. And so when I look back in the cage, there's there's Professor Dent. And next to him is like, oh, there's a copy of you. The ghost of, yeah, the ghost of a <laughs> yeah, exactly. former Professor it's, Dent. It's wild. Like yeah. it's, it's fun to like be like, oh, that's that was you. And now you have a new version of you. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I remove that. And if it's still intact, I try to take a picture of it. This one it was a little too hard to get it out there because he's little skidded. gross.
0: Sounds great. Happy for him. Uh, it's not slimy. To... I mean, it's hairy. no, no, I know it's
1: like dried up. Yeah, it's dried up. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Congrats. He's doing well. He's getting bigger. around, strutting his stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. I uh, know right up here, but it has been uh, kind of humid, sunny. And uh, I, I went to a California pinball exposition just uh, this past weekend. Nice. So, yeah, it was great. And I played a few pinball machines. It's all free. Kind of uh, you had to pay to get in. But it was uh, machines that you could buy, some of them, and some of them were listed as not not for sale. But it was really cool just to see pinballs from, like, the 70s, uh, kind of restored in great condition, all free to play. And then it was really cool to see, like, you know, some people were really into it. Some people got, like, 100 million points, and that's, that's incredible. People were able to put their initials into the machine. It was pretty cool. So um, aside from that, there was also, like, some uh, arcade games. Uh, from the seventies uh, as well, um, they had like really cool games all throughout. But the ones that I was really paying attention to were like these old, like uh, like you know, Tapper or things like that, where you're just like, this is uh, this is really easy to play as you know a thirty year old, but <laughs> really difficult for me back in the day. I, but,
1: yeah. I don't think I don't I don't believe you. I don't think it's any easier for you to play those games now. It's I didn't get very far. But... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's an age thing. <laughs> Like I love Missile Command as far as old school games go, but I don't yeah. think I'm any better at Missile Command now. This <laughs> is like so. when they didn't give a fuck about kids' feelings. They're just like this is gonna be it's gonna
0: become increasingly harder.
1: <laughs> That's my lovely girlfriend. She's really good at like centipede and games like oh, that. She's like go. great yeah. at those ones. Yeah. Were there Excellent any movie Were there any movement? <laughs> were there any movie themed pinballs that you played? I did, yeah. I played the Terminator uh Terminator 2
0: Judgment Day, and then I nice. also played um uh well some is they had a movie, but um, I played the Simpsons one. And then I also played the Family Guy one that were all movie related, movie related. Hmm. But there's obviously a ton of them that were TV shows, but also um, a Tron Legacy one, too. I know nice. that you weren't a fan, but uh, it was a, you're not a fan of the movie, right? I like Tron Legacy. We're talking okay, about it out of here, Willis. <laughs> I thought that you were just like, you know, I thought I was the only one the pod that liked it.
1: No, uh, we haven't legacy. to mean. our guest yet, by the way. But we'll uh... get there. We haven't talked about what the show is. For <laughs> now, it just sounds like two random guys no. talking. About no, stuff. no. But <laughs> there were there were uh, there were pinballs
0: that were not based on games that were incredible. Again, like Black Knight Two Thousand is one of them. Um, and if you get a chance you go, you should go check out the layout of it because uh, it's got um, it's got like a, a, a quote unquote an upstairs, um, and it's pretty neat just the way that it's uh, that you're able to play it. So yeah um very very cool experience very fun would do it again would recommend had hot pot afterwards
1: cool well very cool don't look like tron like what are you talking about <laughs> i mean we all know i wasn't jeff, sure i jeff enjoyed bridges it looks jeff bridges looks silly in it now like, we you know, we'd all agree on that but i mean <laughs> the, the movie yeah. itself i was like yeah. all right all right, out now is a film podcast where Am and I discuss new movies weekly. We can dig into movies, movies be a most square of your review, the occasional commentary tracker, some other fun movie topic. This is episode four five hundred and forty six five four six. I couldn't find an area code.
0: I guess it's in Iowa somewhere. So there you go. You couldn't find an area code, so the default could be Iowa. I just says that reverse <laughs> reverse phone lookup in
1: Iowa. It's Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to find a city. No city. Yeah. Well, joining us to discuss Blue Beetle. We have formerly from the young folks trading in his scarab for some magic free It's Jose Cordova.
2: What's up, guys? It's Jose! good to be back.
1: It is it's good to have you back. How are you doing, sir?
2: Good, good. Uh you know, watched some movies this weekend. Uh I was actually up near started of near Abe's neck of the woods today. I went out to uh San Francisco, hey. watched the beach. It's a good time. Surprisingly, there was no fog. So, you know, it happens like, you know, twice a year. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I was there for it. Well,
1: glad to hear. We're glad to have you here. And I, I'm excited to get into Blue Beta with you eventually. But, I, you know, obviously, we generally have you on whenever The Rock has a new movie out. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. That just didn't happen, right? You know, we just didn't get that right now. But I figured what better way to bring jose back on this podcast and then with blue beetle dc's attempts to bring in latino diversity into, the, <laughs> into their universe right as the universe is closing up shop for james gunn to come in and do something different so we did it that's that's what happened but um cool we're gonna get into all that more later on but let's get to some uh, show notes real quick here hmm. uh first up IT's reason ratings of course good to get those good to help out the the old, the old, the the podcast and the old uh, iTunes charts and everything. If you want to log into iTunes, search for out now today. Give us a rating and review. That'd be great. Thank you so much in advance. Uh, what else? Uh, commentary track. Um, uh, we had a commentary this month for Blade, which brought our a conclusion to our superhero summer theme of commentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a lot of fun to record. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's available now. Next month, for those of you who are, who are you know concerned, uh, September is going to bring us to True Romance. That is the podcast, uh, the commentary yeah. plan for for September, not of its thirtieth anniversary, and because yeah. I'm just taking a pick for myself for a change. I really like True Romance, and like, yeah, why not? Let's do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? Of course, now we get to this eleventh annual summer movie gamble. <laughs> Jose, you're a part of this. We uh-huh. have uh, myself and Abe and you and many other frequent guests of the show. Uh, we've all predicted what we think are going to be the top 10 highest grossing films of the summer at the domestic box office. And so once again, we can go over a few results here. First up, Barbie, no longer number one in mm. the box office, uh, but it still made another $21 million this weekend. It's at five sixty-seven million total domestic. It's it's a monster. Um, Blue Beetle re- replaced it with a, with a $25 million opening. There you go. It, it's not the... Uh, not the not the the uh, the barn burner that mm-hmm. <laughs> many might have hoped in mid August, uh, but the movie uh, it made some money. There you go. Yeah, Oppenheimer got another ten. It's at two hundred and eighty five right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It it needs like thirteen to beat. Little Mermaid right now at the box office, which is okay, maybe the tightest <laughs> number or, or like chat challenger right now. 13
0: is mil in like a, a week and a half, in like it. a
1: week and a half, which is okay. entirely
0: possible. It's possible, so, and that'll probably put it to like what number four, five, it would bring
1: three? it to number four of the okay. summer. Yes, so you know, doing, well doing pretty well. Then that could that could be a make or break thing for a lot of people in the gamble, honestly, if they don't get Little Mermaid dead on.
2: Not me, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad I put Barbie as a dark horse. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Jose! A lot of vision from Jose there. <laughs> uh,
1: the Ninja Turtles—they made another eight billion. They're at 88. They're they're not going to make it into the the final top ten here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a whole bunch to like report that's new because it's mainly just movies that are still making a good amount of money that are going to secure their places. Sound of Freedom versus Mission Impossible is the other like heat, <laughs> yeah, like a six-seven space. Yeah, something like that. Where like Mission Impossible basically needs to like keep making money, and Sound of Freedom has to make less and less money. Hmm. But I just don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's it's possible for Tom Cruise to to beat Jim Caviezel. Um, Talk to me. By the way, still
0: making that. Oh, I thought you're. I thought you're doing like a a catchphrase from the (laughs) uh, television show Full House.
1: (laughs) <laughs> i'm talking about the 824 film talk ah, to me okay i got it made another 3 million it's at 37 uh domestic i think it's like 40... great for it that's yeah, pretty like good yeah 40 something worldwide maybe it's uh yeah for a movie that cost nothing <laughs> um yeah it's doing uh tremendous business so good on them yeah and uh not for nothing but old boy Park Chan Wooks Old Boy celebrated its 20th anniversary this week, and it was re released in a remastered and restored version by Neon into theaters. It made a nice billion uh, million dollars. There you go. Didn't <laughs> so, you watch that last weekend uh, back in theaters? I watched it a few weeks ago at this point okay. in theaters, been it was, uh, yeah, I, uh, I was very happy to see it on a big screen. I also wrote a, 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 what I thought was a really good article about hmm. Old Boy. So, my page turning got it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's enough uh, box office talk here. We uh, you know two weeks from now we will have our, our results show for the summer movie gamble, which should be <laughs> exciting for sure. Um but let's uh, let's move on now. Let's get to some uh let's get to some hookies. Okay, right. Each week All right. Jose, let's go to you first. What have you seen recently?
2: Yeah, we were checking chatting about this a little bit in the pre-show i saw i have two uh i saw the f- original let's yeah original uh <laughs> haunted mansion uh you know the classic 2003 classic mm-hmm. uh, film uh i watched this because uh my girlfriend loves the movie and she i we were talking about the new one coming out and i said i had never seen the first one and so of course i meant that i had to watch it now so i did <laughs> um <laughs> uh the movie's fine you know what i mean like i yeah. think we were Aaron you mentioned that it uh, came out the same year as Pirates I think that first Pirates movie is actually like really really solid mm-hmm. um and I I don't have a lot of love for the Haunted Mansion ride just because I never really experienced it it's not that I dislike it um
1: oh, I thought it was like the ride like spilled your ice cream or something <laughs> <laughs> bad memories um, pick yeah. that
2: yeah exactly and so i i imagine that watching the haunted mansion movie or me watching the haunted mansion movie with my girlfriend is like when she goes to watch a marvel movie with me and i'm like oh <laughs> and that's like he was an issue number 37 of you know what i mean and she's yeah. like yeah yeah that's the ghost from that hallway and this is a catchphrase of that ghost and i'm like oh okay okay that's cool that's fun um but you know i mean eddie murphy is usually entertaining um what i didn't know was uh hold
1: on wait you said he's usually entertaining does that pertain to this movie
2: uh he's all right here it's not his worst fair <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's, exactly. that's, yeah, that's his exactly. worst. fair, yeah, that's fair, fair that statement. Worst. he's not it's not his worst um <laughs> what i didn't know was uh that's a uh, it's terence stamp right as uh yeah. yeah yeah evil butler was doing like a weird voice that i think is perfect for the movie <laughs> um a couple of fun little gags um jennifer tilly as a floating head in a in a what is that like a a, a crystal a ball? crystal ball yeah she's a, she's i'll give it this
1: jennifer tilly as floating head in a ball is better than jamie lee curtis's head in the ball in the new one i'll i'll i'll, I'll give the movie that
2: <laughs> okay okay i have not seen the new one yet yeah i mean i thought it was fine you know it's it's, it's a movie that's like you know aimed straight down the middle at kids family movie it's it's something that I probably would have enjoyed when I was a kid, honestly. Um, that, yeah. That's
1: not what kids said when it came out in 2003. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> Did it not do well? <laughs> no, the movie flopped and barely made it like All wow. the goodwill from pirates. And they're like, now it's Haunted Mansion time. And then no one saw it. And they're like, well, I guess we're not making any of these. That's, that's <laughs> not... <laughs> uh,
2: and now we've circled all the way back around to making movies out of rides again. This is true. Yeah.
1: I
0: hope the you haven't seen the new one, but I, I am not. curious to hear what you uh what your take is when you do see it. So come back.
2: We'll do, we'll do. I like Lakeith Stanfield, you know. Yes, but yeah, he's great in it. Yeah, yeah. So so we'll see. It looks like I mean, obviously CG has gotten better, so better opportunity for, for some of those effects, I think. But yeah, I'll let you guys know. Anything else you've seen? Look forward to it. Yeah, last night, uh, after hanging out with some friends, uh, we watched uh, They Cloned Tyrone oh yes, Netflix. Nice. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, this, in contrast, I thought was really great. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's a small movie, but I think it, they spent the money, like, really wisely with, not to spoil anything, but with, like, the things that these characters uncover. But it's it's, like, a fun... Aaron, you probably know this. Is that fake film grain that they're doing in this movie
1: yes they shot it digital but they've applied a filter to make it look more grainy so it like it looks like a 70s black exploitation yeah, film
2: sometimes yeah. it looks a little too like sometimes it looks <laughs> very obviously like it's fake grain but other times i think it, it actually works pretty well
1: i think grindhouse has a similar feel like that too yeah. where it's, it's fake it's fake film essentially but it like it fits for the tone
2: huh? yeah yeah definitely i i knew i didn't know much about the movie other than it had gotten some good reviews i knew it was some sort of sci-fi thriller um and i think the movie is paced really well especially at the beginning um i think it's maybe like 10 15 minutes too long yeah Mm -hmm. but um the three central performances are really really good jamie foxx is having like so much fun um yeah just a really really fun movie the kind of movies that don't get made anymore i feel like this was the promise of streaming for a little while right is to get these like low to mid-budget movies that weren't making it in theaters anymore Mm -hmm. and and bring those find a place for them um and i think this is a a really good example of that john boyega is really good playing Mm -hmm. what like maybe like three or four different roles at a certain point um But yeah, just just really good. Kiefer Sutherland out of nowhere. Kiefer? It, that, that was, yeah, he, he was a great surprise. But uh, yeah, I thought the movie was really good. Um, and who's the last lead that I'm missing? Tiana Paris? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's really, really funny um, in this movie. Uh, John Boyega is kind of doing more of a dramatic thing, but Tiana Paris and Jamie Foxx are hilarious. Um, Especially with it being on Netflix, I think everybody should be watching this movie. I know it did really well. I I, I've been seeing it on like the Netflix charts or whatever. Yeah. Um, But yeah, just really really enjoyed it.
0: When you mentioned that this was like the hope of Netflix, uh, I got a warm fuzzy feeling. So hopefully, some uh, network TV angel got its wings. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we saved that. Yeah. (laughs) But I was like, yeah, right when you said, I was like, that was the
1: promise. That was the hope. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you saw the movie because I I do really like like championing it because just it's like, yeah, more of this. (laughs) This works. Do this more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially after watching like Heart of Stone last week and all that. Um, (laughs) What have you watched? (laughs) Uh, I have watched uh, nothing really
0: of note, but I did finish or I I did defeat the big bad in Legend or I guess the Legend is other Tears of the Kingdom. And so I can proudly say that I have uh, been able to complete that
1: successful mission. As in but, like it was a boss in the game or the entire game or
0: Yeah, it's it's the main big bad.
1: Uh, Ganon? So, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ganondorf's back.
0: Ganondorf is, he's always back. He's always like fucking finding His the red hair. Like, the fiery hair. The Tears of the <laughs> Kingdom. Uh and what's what's uh, fun about these games is that, you know, you I think they learned from the last one. I don't. Aaron, you didn't play the last one either. Did you play the last one, Jose? Breath of the Wild.
2: Uh, yes. And I've started Tears of the Kingdom, but I got sidetracked by oh gosh, uh, Baldur's switches.
0: Gate. Yeah. Don't. Oh, Baldur's Gate. Of is great, but oh, um, Baldur's it's Gate great. Three, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Full <laughs> title. Yeah. Sorry. Um. But you know, in the last Breath of the Wild, you get this bow of light, and it's very powerful. And then uh, whenever you finish these games, you don't actually get to. You know, it, the game is over. The credits roll. Um, and if you want to play again and continue, you have to continue at your previously saved spot, but the game will know that you completed the game, um, whereas this one, you don't really get a, a bow of light necessarily. You kind of just pick up all these tools as you're going through the game, so I'm glad that they didn't give you this unobtainable bow of light again that you were just like, I want to use this on everyday villains and just you know one-hit kill them, but uh, it was uh, fun. I, I completed the game with more percentage than I'd previously did in Breath of the Wild, which is surprising to me because I thought there was like a ton of game in this one, um, but yeah, I, I took a leisurely paced and, and it was fun to to finally get this out of my way and now I can live on and continue my life.
1: Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized I need to like hurry up and finish God of War before Spider Man Two comes out, but I got to like end of October, so I got time. But there you go. Yeah, doing pretty well in this game. So. Um, what have I seen recently? I watched. So as a critic, I got some screeners this week. Um, which included the first two episodes of Ahsoka, of the Star Wars series Ooh. featuring Rosario Dawson as uh-huh. the animated character Ahsoka come to life. Um, I enjoyed the uh, first two episodes of Ahsoka quite a bit. Uh, oh. I, uh, it, there, Dave Filoni, who, who's uh, been big in the, uh, the animated world for Star Wars and has been involved in some of The Mandalorian for sure. Uh, he directed the first episode. He wrote the second episode. I think he wrote and directed the first episode. Uh, it's good Star Wars stuff. Um, it's very much, Filoni very much like keys into the Lucas-like samurai films. Therefore, I like samurai films kind of aspect of it. So it has a, especially the first episode has a lot of like Kurosawa vibe that's going for, while still being Star Wars. Um, but it feels very much akin to like the first season of Mandalorian. If you can, if you can figure out the difference between where Mandalorian went versus where it started, I do think Ahsoka feels a lot more. In, like the early, early Disney Star Wars stuff that we were seeing, it has that kind yeah. of vibe going for it. And like, if you're a fan of like Star Wars Rebels, um, you're gonna get a lot of uh, things that from that animated show that are transferred into this live action version, essentially. So it's a it, it it's it's weird to be like, hey, if you like Star Wars, watch this Star Wars show because that's obvious. But hey, if you like Star Wars, watch this Star Wars show. It's mm. pretty uh, it's pretty solid so far. Okay, um, I watched Strays. Yes. This, this yeah, the new the, release. Uh, the other new release of the week featuring Will Farrell and Jamie Foxx, uh, once again, and Isla Fisher and, and, um, what's his face? Um, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think of Randall names. Park, Randall ah, Park. Okay. Um, as uh, talking dogs, not talking dogs, but as dogs that can talk to <laughs> each other. They're not like, you know, it's not a, it's it's not a, oh, this dog can talk. I didn't know it. Um, <laughs> it's just red dogs talking to each other. Um, except it's all foul language. That's the whole key to this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the joke. <laughs> oh, and that's uh, for some people, I get why they laugh. For me, I was like, all right.
2: Yeah, But there's right. a Doberman and he's a cop. Uh-huh. It's, uh, <laughs> that purpose alone is funny. Thing. <laughs>
1: it's got uh, that jokes. Got it. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I don't have much to say because it's like, yeah, I get it. Will Forte is having a lot of fun. It's like the evil human owner of Will Ferrell's dog character. Uh huh. Um, and I will say it ends strong. I'll, I'll okay. put that out there, but there's like, it's 90 minutes and there's a lot of time spent being like, if you didn't think these dogs would swear a lot, you'd be wrong because they're swearing <laughs> a lot. And that's the, uh, that's the joke for a long time. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'll just move on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I watched it. I watched a horror film called Brooklyn Forty Five. This is on Shutter right now. Ooh, Um, this is a pretty cool little movie. I I quite enjoyed it. It's uh, set in 1945, right after World War II. Mm -hmm. It features a group of veterans um, who are all gathered into a an apartment and they have... Let's try not spoil things. There's essentially some kind of seance that takes place, and it leads to some kind of evil presence being around. But then it also warps into this, like, 12 Angry Men-type story, as far as one person trying to convince others of something specifically to save Mm. (laughs) themselves. It's it's a neat little, like, chamber thriller. Um, It has no one really of notes like ann ramsey was like how do people know ann ramsey off yet but like it's very much about like just the the plot complications that keep these people all together in a room and i think it's quite effective so if you have shutter brooklyn 45 good movie i enjoyed it and uh, the last thing i want to mention the hulu series this fool have you you watched this
2: Fool? i have yes Uh, yeah so
1: This show is hilarious, and because of the strike right now, it's such a shame that none of them can promote the fact that they got a second season, and it came out, and it's great. Abe, mm-hmm. um, have you seen the second, Have you seen the new season?
0: I haven't seen the new season yet, okay. but I, I just uh, I'm afraid of parking my Honda Accord in um, Los Angeles now. <laughs>
1: Jose, have you seen the second season yet? I have. Okay, um, like it's not like wildly different from the first, but like the thing, like the status quo gets changed up, and it. It's I I really like where things go with this mm-hmm. show, and it's so funny. I think there's just great work coming from everybody involved in this cast, and I wish it, I mean it got a second season, so clearly it has attention. But I hope I just want to get more attention. Yeah. I don't I don't want, despite the fact that yes, we support the strike and everything. It's like it's a shame that they can't like say anything to like get more eyes on this thing because yeah. it's like yeah. it's so funny. Um, it has. Some really great filmmaking for a TV show. There's like one episode that's devoted to like Hitchcock of all things. Oh. That's like really clever. There's a lot of great uses of music that's like rides the line between it's a, it's a comedy very much so, but it uses it in like comedically thrilling ways at times to like mm-hmm. emphasize things. It's just a really very clever show about you know a couple of guys in LA that are trying to like just make it in yeah. <laughs> life. And I think it's I think it's very well done. He still I, have I, his piano Accord? Uh, I don't think the car gets much of attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's at only all. like in
0: the first episode where it's just like those guys are parked in front of it. Yeah. Like that's
1: like barely a thing. I think, Yeah. <laughs> guess. Um, but, um, have you uh, caught up with Primo yet? I'm sorry. What? Primo on freebie? Not yet. No. Okay. I, but like it's, it's more of, I forget to go to prime. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Like, like I, 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 I started watching, um, cause I mentioned on the show, what's it? Um, uh, I'm a Virgo from the, uh, sorry I bothered you director. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, Boots, Riley. Boots Riley, yeah, yeah, and I haven't finished it yet because I keep forgetting, like, oh yeah, Prime, like it's just like I need to like yeah. rearrange my Roku, so I like make sure to <laughs> emphasize Prime more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no worries. Like, but I'm
0: curious to hear your thoughts when you when you finally check out Primo.
1: Yeah, I you know what though, I did watch uh-huh. another movie because I just remembered. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, it's also uh, co-written by Shea Serrano. Uh, Miguel wants to fight, um, which is on Hulu, and it's. I a...
2: was trying to watch that before the podcast, and I just uh, didn't couldn't find the time, but yeah. That, that, i'm looking forward to that that's yeah, a, it's a it's a fun little coming of
1: age movie about this kid in high school who's like never been in a fight and he's he and his friends like try to plot like who's the perfect person that i could fight that i could justify it so i don't seem like an asshole afterwards <laughs> like, and it's it's funny like it's it's nothing like amazing but it's a funny little coming of age story so that's that's a fun one cool so yeah all right that's enough please trade right Let's move on now. Let's get to our trailer talk. We're talking about one of the newest movie trailers of the week, when it's coming out, what we thought of, and what have you. And this week, since we haven't talked about this trailer at all yet, it's been out for a while, now, mm-hmm. but um, we have The Hunger Games going, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Ooh. This is the prequel. This is the prequel story set before The Hunger Games proper, um, the movies and books uh, that came out. This was also a book that came out after, of course, the Previous novels and everything written by Suzanne Collins. The movie itself, once again, has director Francis Lawrence because he's like, "Hey, I like money." Um, and <laughs> <laughs> um, it has it has uh, Michael Art's one of the the screenwriters on here, Michael Artz of like Toy Story three and Little Miss Sunshine and mm-hmm. Star Wars. It's weird when you say all three of those things in a row for Michael Arts, just because I know he's like a good writer, but it's also like these are weird credits to have in <laughs> succession of each other. It's yeah, it's
0: like when you watch like a, or when you look up a, a cinematographer's credits, you're like, oh wow, he did this rocket movie,
1: and it's like and the next one is like, oh that movie was terrible. So to, to be credit to be to be fair, to he, credit he, he also he <laughs> he was like a like an un, unaccredited co writer on uh, Catching Fire for that movie. Mm, as well. Okay, uh, but the film features among others Rachel Zegler, Peter Dinklage. Hunter Schaefer, Jason Schwartzman, Viola Davis, Fiona Flanagan, bunch of people, all of them I assume have wacky names and costumes because why wouldn't they? <laughs> um once again, it's set in the early, like I think like it's not before it's not like the it's not like the story of how the Hunger Games started. I think it's like, no, like no. the 10th Hunger Games or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's it, but it does like tell the origin of what like, Snow, who would become the president of all this stuff. Um I haven't read this book. I I don't know much about this beyond oh, okay, there's another one of these. Mm-hmm. Jose, where are you? Are are you excited for another trip to the world of the Hunger Games?
2: I saw this trailer, and that's how I found out there was another book. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so which is funny because I actually I read those books when they were I you know the in the zeitgeist too, yeah. and everything um, originally, and I thought the movies were, you know, fine. Um, obviously Jennifer Lawrence' big breakout start there. I think that's where I discovered Sam Claflin, who I think is actually a pretty good actor if he gets. Good material. Um, and for this one, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think prequel is interesting um, in the sense that that's not what I expected a continuation of this series to be like. Uh, but I don't know that it seems like the, I don't know, the the in here or the draw is supposed to be seeing like this origin for, for President Snow, like you said. And I, I just frankly don't think that's that interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know Rachel Ziegler is doing like a weird accent, um. So it could be interesting.
1: All right, mm-hmm. Abe, how about you? Are you are you excited
0: to get back into the world of Panem? Not necessarily. I, I'm on the same page with Jose. I didn't know that there was another book until this trailer come out came out. Um, I, I'm here for Jason Schwarzman and Peter Dinklage. Um, the runtime on this is also surprisingly very uh large um so what is it two hours and 45 minutes Uh, so i'm curious to see what they're going to be doing i guess with the continuation of it 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 might be one of those things where it's edited so if that's official (laughs) yeah i'd be curious too but that's kind of what i've been seeing on, on the interwebs um but i'm curious to see if it's gonna be one of those things where it's edited very well that you're just you know you understand the pacing is is incredible and um everything moves so so neatly but uh yeah i i don't know much about president snow former president snow and and i don't know if i really cared that much to begin with i'm just overall like w- what are we going to be doing here that is going to be different from the, the f- previous four movie installments where um uh, so
1: yeah i, I don't know I, I i have mixed feelings i guess I will say, I, I mean, I liked those movies. Like, I thought they did a good job of doing what they were trying to do. I mean, so it's it's not like I'm coming back to this franchise and being like, oh, another one of these. It's like, okay, well, I mean, they did solid with the series. So I guess if you're making another one, you have all the same people outside the cast for obvious reasons. I mean, mm-hmm. sure. Oh, what happened to the cast? No, I'm just <laughs> you know that 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 uh that thing. <laughs> um, the snap. If they nailed yeah, the games. Snap
2: then the movie, I think, could be good, right? That's, I think, one of the things that I missed in maybe the last two movies, and I, and I get that it they, they're they changing up the story at that point. You know, they've moved beyond just participating uh-huh. in the games, but seeing sort of like a... That is the one thing that I'll say that was intriguing in the trailer is the original movies and books, the arena that they're fighting in is like this high-tech thing, and it like cha- it has different like biospheres, and uh-huh. things are changing and all that. And this one looks like they're just almost in like a very simple almost like Coliseum type thing so I'm curious to see what those early hunger games are like and sort of what the difference is I think mm-hmm. if that's interesting then then the movie can succeed based on that
1: well as people recall like the the first film directed by Gary Ross um, I remember the the people were people were not as thrilled by the game aspect of the film but then Francis Lawrence came to catching fire and that movie was like the easy favorite for most yeah. people. Um, so I mean, mm-hmm. if he's if he's back and he has another games thing to work with, I feel like that area could be covered to some degree. I just want to see Jason Swartzman and Viola Davis and Peter Dinklage wearing ridiculous costumes and whatnot, and like, and like acting <laughs> with their A game as yeah, yeah to, to play like, like the fun. to play to play the fancy cat. That's what right, the fancy yeah. the fancy classes of the fancy districts. Um. So like I, you know, yeah, my it's not like my I would I review as far as my anticipation is not like super high, but it's more yeah. like my. My foundation for this is strong enough, so it's like I don't have a reason to expect this to not be at least competent. So sure, Yeah.
2: they should have brought a uh, Zoe Kravitz in.
1: <laughs> that'd be as
2: Senna's as Senna's predecessor. Yeah,
0: that'd be that'd be hilarious as an, it's a joke. Senna's mom. <laughs> Senna's
1: mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember how Lenny Kravitz was in the first Hunger Games? You're like, this guy's great. He was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I'd he gets argue, killed and you're just like, no. I'd argue anytime I've seen Lenny Kravitz in a movie, which is like three or four at this point, he's generally pretty good. He's in yeah, more okay, movies. Yeah. Stop all that touring. <laughs> stop. Yeah, stop. stop living freely in the stop, land of Jamaica. Stop living off and making millions off of your, your well-done music. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe act a bit more. Right.
0: Well, Aaron, um, he just not want to fit into the Nepo Baby category, so he's just <laughs> living his life.
1: Exactly. Uh, the Hunger Games called in the ballad of song for the snakes arrives in theaters November 17th. Ooh. thanksgiving coming up, coming up for Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah, man. I think that's like it's it's opening weekend for the previous ones, too, right? For the for um Catching Fire and the in the last two, okay. yeah. Like the yeah. first one was a the first one was a March movie, if you remember that. Wow, and it made bank like, yeah, it was yeah.
2: huge it made so much money it made For, like, so a... much money that it spawned that other movie series. well like three of them i want to say with like uh yeah
1: well divergent of course yeah yeah which we, which, which completely finished <laughs> and we all know
2: yeah, um... yes. uh there was like mortal instruments and
1: oh that's right yeah, yeah there's a there, yeah the twilight yeah. between twilight and Hunger games they got a few more off the ground a lot yeah. of the
0: ya adaptions yeah
1: uh also guys i don't know if you remember this but catching fire that's the movie that came out while i was in africa and it was what it was pretty much the only time i've not been on this podcast and you yeah can that's right yeah it's the only i think like you've only missed two episodes yeah so
2: there. I, I will say the an underrated one from from that time and i think aaron agrees with me i think both of you guys like this movie actually beautiful creatures oh beautiful creatures rock yeah. yeah yes
1: with uh <laughs> um, uh what's his face Right. yeah course. that's right Alden yeah yeah judge and um emma thompson and jerry yeah, Iron. i think and...
2: by that point people were out and i was i tried to convince so many of my friends i'm like that this one's like it knows what it's <laughs> it, doing yeah
1: it's gothic melodrama plus like magic <laughs> like it's That's great so good. <laughs> i
0: think it has like six more installments if they actually wanted to continue it yeah well we'll wait for them to announce
1: the series on like free form or something <laughs> i mean yeah. i'm gonna be sure running it that'd be yeah. great there you go all right let's move on now let's get to our main review for the blue beetle
3: how did you get it to do that? I think he likes me. It's on your face! Get it off! Get it off! Hey, man. Damn! This ain't what you want. 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 What, you want. what the? Oh, it's acquired. Who said that? <laughs> Okay, it's going to be okay! Oh. 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 Oh, Re-entry systems ready. Wait, 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 no, no. This ain't what you want.
1: This ain't what you want. This ain't what you want. Oh. What is going on? Alright, that should have been some of the trailer for Blue Beetle. This character has existed in comics since 1939. Like characters such as The Flash or Green Lantern, multiple characters are taken on the mantle of Blue Beetle. This DC film centers on Jaime Reyes, who was first introduced in 2006. In this film, Jaime has just graduated from college, and while moving back home to his family in Palermo City seems like a pause in his potential career as a lawyer, wouldn't you know it, the young man acquires a blue scarab, which happens to be alien biotechnology that grafts itself to to Jaime's body. Now, he's equipped with a powerful exoskeleton that Cord CEO Susan Sarandon is after. Mm -hmm. But, Thanks to his power and the power of family, hashtag family, he'll be able to fight back. It should be noted that this film is currently in a bit of a limbo for DC as it was made before the plans for the DC Universe changed hands. I should also note that this film was originally intended to go straight to Max before it was promoted to a theatrical release. All of this in mind, Jose, what was your reaction to seeing the Reyes family get the big screen treatment? What did you think of the film?
2: I had a blast with this movie um there's this obsession on the internet about providing quote-unquote objective reviews and reactions to movies and ultimately I think it's all kind of baloney because any critic who goes in to watch anything is bringing you know so much into their perspective of watching any of these movies that I think it's impossible to quote-unquote be objective um and all of that's to say that uh this movie like had me in the bag like right away uh it opens with the freaking calle 13 (laughs) song and immediately i'm like okay okay i'm I'm vibing with this like this is cool um and then right away like it it i think there are very specific then things in the movie that resonate with me and like my life experience and my family um and all that um, which is great, and, and I don't know that that's going to resonate the same way with everyone, but beyond that, I think uh, the main cast, which is actually really like four, five people, which is really cool. Um, I think all the family stuff works really, really well. Um, Cholo Marudenia is like, I think he's really charismatic guy. I've been rooting for this kid for a long time, since parenthood. Um Cobra Kai. Um, I think it's a shame like we were saying before about the strike and you know, people not being able to promote these movies right now. Uh, but I thought the movie's a lot of fun. It's probably the best thing that DC has done in a little while, um, if not in a long while. But it's the superhero origin story is like pretty old at this point, but I think this one has a lot of energy. It does some things differently in the fact that the hero is not like alone all the time that his family gets into the mix. Um, and I won't say it's a perfect movie. I think the villains are a little light, but they're also almost like throwbacks to like an eighties or nineties villain where they're just like straight up evil. And there's no, there's not like a lot of pathos behind it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I thought the action was actually for the most part pretty good. Like it's not cut and edited to pieces. Um, a lot of good laughs. Uh I, I had a really, really good time. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Abe, how about you? Where are you with
2: Blue Beetle?
0: You know, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think that a lot of what they is saying is is true. Um, I thought that some of the plot and maybe some of the character development was a little bit fast and loose. But it's competently and confidently made. Like I don't know who this director is. I don't know if Angel Manuel Soto is. I don't know what what else this person. He made a yet. film called Term City
1: Kings that came out Term last City year. Kings. That was that went it went it was going to be yeah. a theatrical release. Then it went because of the pandemic. It went straight to Max. Got it. And now you can't even watch it on Max anymore because Max is like, hey, let's let the, we, the let we got rid of our original movies. <laughs> Pay them
0: residuals. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty confidently made, and I think where it. When it hits on the notes that it does well in it doesn't really well so that's thematically things like family things like the the immigrant experience um maybe even like things like gentrification and corporations coming in I like those plot months quite a bit and I think it does those really really well it moves a little bit long um but you know I I was really like the blue Beetle things and the awe of of uh cholo becoming is it cholo? zolo zolo cholo zolo uh
2: i think Cholo's closer it's almost like cholo. a sh- yeah you got a between uh, <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> uh but cholo i when he's being you know when he's like in the suit and he's figuring out his mechanics and whatever else it's really fun like the awe of it is really fun yeah. he gives uh, good bewildered Yes. Yeah. And it, it he does plays, get good
1: bewildered. That's good.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it plays it for the entire movie, too. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, all of a sudden, like he, he becomes an expert in the suit like overnight. It, it actually doesn't even come up all that often. Like there's only like maybe like three large set pieces of featuring the suit kind of thing. But um, it can get cut up in, in some of the like jumping to and fro plot story elements of the script. Uh, and you know the dialogue and all that, just the same way that I said that for I think the last movie we we talked about last week. But yeah, it really I do enjoy the aspects of uh, family and also I you know Jose didn't say it, but I'll say it too. Like representation does matter. Like this, and I think Jose would feel the same way. Like I, I felt this way about a lot of like Asian. This is wildly against representation. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: yeah. <laughs> he wants to make that. Stand He's just very, like no. i very the clear. only. It's time to take a stand that Matters yeah. against it's representation. Time to, it's time to finally speak up. <laughs> He's like you guys know it's what? T- it's time to finally speak up on a podcast featuring a black guy <laughs> and Asian. <laughs> and <Mexican. laughs>
0: but it, it it does matter. It was great to have people in the audience laughing like when they're speaking Spanish. I guess make some pretty proficient Spanish and they're saying some pretty funny things. Um, and also like some pretty like R rated things, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, and it's, it's cool that people were clapping at the end of this movie. Um, and there was a lot of really good, like there's good energy here. So it was great. I was surprised that you said that it was going to premiere on max instead of the big screens. I guess that kind of makes sense, but also at the same time, like the money is there too. Like it does look, the, the graphics for the suit and the the way that it behaves, uh, and the way that it moves in a you know human environment with buses or with um the water stuff maybe looked a little bit weak but everything else looked actually really good so again it's competently made um it's just that uh it's a little bit weird with like some of the dialogue and, and some of the the character arcs but i agree with Jose that there's the it's it's complete film too like if they never made another blue beetle it finishes its own storyline, so that's something that you don't really see a lot of um in, in with these like superhero movies
1: nowadays. I mean, a mid credits scene. I'm just like, oh man, I need that. I need, that's true too. I yeah. I need I need two beetle. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, right? too, too fast, two beetle. Um, uh, I agree with pretty much everything you guys have said. I I think one of the better compliments I can give it is it reminded me of how in Black Panther there are aspects of that movie where. I don't think it may, like hear this thing. We've talked about this before. Where I think the more specific you become when you make a film that's you know featuring a lot of certain cultural touches or whatnot, it can make the film more relatable just because it, it's like there's a specificity there, it just translates in a different interesting of way. But that doesn't mean there aren't like elements that just some people just won't get, or and that don't need to are not being explained to the audience to make, to make everybody feel dumb. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this movie, similar to like something like Black Panther, it has things that I think a certain audience will just grasp better than others. And that doesn't make it a bad thing. It just makes it feel more personal in what it's trying to accomplish in what it's setting its eyes on and how it's choosing to convey certain things about the family and aspects of Palermo city and what have you. Um, I like that. I like that film has that kind of extra personal touch to it because it just makes it feel more effective as a film trying to stand out in some way because we have so many superhero films that are superhero origin stories they can feel pretty samezy, and that's where this film suffers the most. It when it does superhero stuff, it becomes less interesting to me. Not by way of the suit, like that's fun. I agree with you, Abe. I think the you know, you know, um, uh, Jaime trying to figure out how the suit works that's mm-hmm. that's enjoyable. That's it. There's mm-hmm. stuff there. I like those interactions between him and his AI head thing. What's it? What's the name of that thing? K- Kajida. Um, that's that's it, but you know, I think the. The highlight of this movie is clearly whenever like the family is together, mm-hmm. like that's when this movie shines brightest, and it allows the film to have its own sense of personality. It has aspects coming out that feel just right for this family in this area of the country, like acting, behaving certain ways or saying certain things or what have you. And like this lineup of cast that you have here, um, including Adriana Barraza, who. I, I guess because of all the all those uh deleted scenes from Thor, she's like, I gotta get my D I gotta get my comic <laughs> movie cred here. So let me get into it. Let me get to DC <laughs> side on here, where they dress me exactly like Mama Coco and um, <laughs> drop me out. Like down to the pigtails and everything. It's like, okay. <laughs> it seems like it's not just like stereotypical grandmother. It's like they've made <laughs> her look exactly like Coco. Um but, like, all, all of that stuff was, like, really working for me. And I do think um, Maraduena is great in the lead. I think he, in a role that could easily, like, feel, like, too akin to, like, another Peter Parker or another whatever this or that, I feel like he does he does a great job of standing out, Yeah, where I can agree with you as far as, yes, it tells a Blue Beetle story, and if it's sadly the end of this, then whatever. But, like, if there was more of I'd be very happy to see more of this character, because I do think... Jaime Reyes is a character I really enjoyed watching and seeing come into his own in this film. So, like, that stuff really works for me. Um, as I said, the superhero stuff, less so. Mm-hmm. It, just, it it just it, It's not like I'm suggesting I want to just watch a film about the Reyes family who happens to be existing in the DC universe. But at the same time, like, what if, though? Because <laughs> like, it's like sure. I'm so much more intrigued yeah. by that than watching... You know, Susan Sarandon play character that's like not quite campy enough to be fun, so it's just Susan yeah. Sarandon. And it's like, all right. And even the other like you know, the big heavy of this film played by Raul Max Trio, uh, Omak... Omac what frustrated me so much was like this is a character that's dying to have a backstory. And the film eventually fills in at the very end. And I'm like, this is the most compelling thing I've seen. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is this is an amazing backstory that could deserve its yeah. own film. Right. And you've just condensed it to like 30 seconds. And I'm like, and it's got it's got real shit in it. It's got real shit. It's like watching Beasts of Donation no again. <laughs> yeah. It's seconds. like one of
2: the darkest movie parts of the movie. Like yeah. right? it's so it, it...
1: intense. And but you understand everything about this character. I was like, yeah. and now and now I don't get to see him. Anymore, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, this is insane. Uh, so yeah. it's
0: like his memories are restored, Aaron.
1: You like, can go at peace now. It's like, but I'm like, I'm so into this, uh, <laughs> and it's sad. yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, like all the stuff about the suit, you know, it's like, why does she need blue beetle stuff to make super suits? Why? Because, like, all right, right, like, right. <laughs> capitalism, yeah, so yeah. Like, and even then, like, the, when it tries to explore things like gentrification and, like, them, you know, bulldozing, essentially, parts of the City, like, that stuff, again, is intriguing. It's like, yeah, 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 that is what, like, normal blue-collar workers would have to face. And so you have a character that, you know, could be something to somebody has to figure that out. That's cool. Like, I like all yeah. of that. I just wish the superhero stuff was stronger. I mentioned on purpose that the film was a max release before theatrical. I do think the effects look good. They look solid. Yeah. I think the suit works, which is the most important thing, obviously, I do feel like because of that, if it was if it was a theatrical release to begin with, the budget would have been allocated differently. So you just have more like, I think trailer moments is the best way to say it.
0: I guess this makes sense why because I said that there's only like, only three set pieces. I guess this makes sense.
1: There's not big one, and even then, like the yeah, action, there's like I, four
2: mm-hmm. locations,
1: right? Yeah, there's not a lot there, and and the action, like I, said, I like you said, Jose, like I agree, it's it's shot well enough. I'm never like mm-hmm. losing myself in where things right. are, but it does feel like it's it's not very grand um because i feel like it's not a movie that was originally designed to be grand in sure. its scope compared to you know aquaman or whatever the hell so like i like this movie i think it's fun yeah. i wish i i hope i mean it it had a it's not the not the strongest opening but i i know we'll find an audience when it does go to max eventually and i'm mm-hmm. sure the I'm sure if you look at the demographics, I'm sure there's certain audiences that are very happy with this movie. I yeah. would not be surprised to see those results whatsoever. And
0: hopefully that word of mouth carries so that it has some, some additional pull next weekend.
1: So
2: yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping, I mean, there's been a ton of data out there that like the Hispanic or Latinx community is like one of the largest uh-huh. movie going, you know, segments of the population. And I'm hoping that, you know, the culture gets behind this movie. There there are so many little things, like you said, that are so specific, um and it's even outside of like really really specific sort of like pop culture references. There's the mm-hmm. whole Chapulín Colorado thing, um, which is like also brought back in the post credits uh scene. Um yeah, if you guys yes. are not if <laughs> you guys are not familiar with that, I can explain briefly. Please. Um yeah, so Chapulín Colorado was this uh old TV show um that a comedian made, and he's basically like He's like the Mexican version of the tick. It's like a superhero parody. <laughs> and the whole thing is that he's he believes that he's like, you know, a great superhero, but he really kind of just like bumbles his way through stuff and then is accidentally <laughs> successful. <laughs> um and then just I think just the fact that he uh, Chaplin is a grasshopper and so I think the the bug connection is the, kind of the reason yeah. that it's there, which is really fun. Um but I was going to say even outside of that, there are like little moments that really ring true mm-hmm. like uh in the very very first part of the movie when Jaime is meeting his family again, and we're kind of introduced to them eating dinner. And he finds out that his dad had a heart attack and his family didn't tell him. Mm -hmm. And that immediately, that was like, this is exactly what happens. And I'll tell like a quick personal story. A couple of years ago, my parents were uh, in Mexico visiting family. My brother and I were, were here at home in the States. Mm -hmm. And eventually I got a call from my mom because I was like, Hey, I, I, weren't you guys like supposed to come back? Like, you know, a couple of days ago. And she goes, Oh no, no, we're just, we decided to stay a little bit longer. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's whatever. And then I talked to her again, like a week later and she's like, Oh, okay. So what happened was your dad fell down the stairs and he fractured his skull, oh and we just didn't want to tell you. But now that he's doing okay, we're telling you. And I'm like, what the heck is going on <laughs> with you guys? What what if it did <laughs> I know. <laughs> and so when when is when he's like, what do you mean he had a heart attack? And he's like, I'm fine. Like yeah. it's fine. We just we don't want to bother you. It's like what is wrong with you people? Um, and there's little things like that or uh-huh. like how foul mouthed the grandma is. Yeah. It's like definitely a thing. Like I had the whole host of ants that are the most foul-mouthed people i've ever heard in my entire life (laughs) um there's those little moments like you said uh, aaron that like in the specificity right you get to a certain universality um because everyone has a crazy uncle he might not be this crazy uncle um but everybody has a crazy uncle yeah so there's all that stuff works really really well and the smartest thing they did i think was that you don't just meet Jaime's family and then drop them like halfway through the movie right. to get on with they're, like the superhero stuff in the movie. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they are. Um and I think that's really really clever and really smart um to do and to keep them involved. And even the way that uh Jenny's character gets kind of like folded in, mm-hmm. I think is done really well and she's given her own um not necessarily backstory or even whole character arc, but she's given her own motivations um and i buy their chemistry together which is always like a hard I thing agree. i agree i think um,
1: Marduena and what's it Br- bruna Marquenziña. um they yeah work, they work well together right like, yeah. and like i feel like there's a likability here of this cast that i think right. is such a strong aspect of this film which is why I said hashtag family i do think like if yeah. you if you bring a solid ensemble like this together for characters you do not know for the most right. well. like no one like no one's sitting here like oh finally jaime reyes is getting that. obviously there are people doing that but like for the most yeah. part, this is really uncharted territory for many people watching this film. Mm-hmm. I think they really nailed the I like hanging out with this group of people aspect of the film. Yeah. Abe, yes. I have a huge question for you. Yeah. I, it. I think family. I think you're I think I know where you're going. Obviously you must. After you were just fuming with rage over George <laughs> Lopez when yes. we talked about the trailer, I want to know now that you've seen him in this <laughs> in the whole movie after just the the bitter hate you had for his few lines in that two-minute trailer. What did you think of his performance in this
0: film? I, I don't know if it was fuming, but yes, I was like, I don't know <laughs> if I could stand like two and a half hours of George Lopez just doing whimsical lines. And thankfully, they don't have him doing a bunch of lines. They actually kind of hold him back. He is the weird, crazy uncle. He does get lines. He does get moment times to shine. Um, but it is not overbearing the way that George Lopez, you know, is is these days.
1: Um, so I Is was glad to like, see... I guess I just don't see much George Lopez. I don't like have an impression of him beyond like, oh yeah, he's a comedian. Like, he's, he, yeah, he's a <laughs> great comedian. He's he's a yeah. former talk show host, uh
0: and now he's kind of just being in like dad mode. But he's also like, um he can be, he can try and take over a screen and be, you know, the the loudest person on the screen as a presence at times. And and in this one, no, he, he's actually not. So they they they're able to like restrain him. Uh, I think they may have had some alternate alternate takes and they they've certainly had like moments where he had like some ADR off screen. So They're they certainly throwing used, out like, lines. Yeah. Yeah. No they question. probably just use like some of the lines, but they, they cut the video of it. I And that's a smart choice. So yeah, it, it was actually well balanced and it, to some degree I was also
1: like, oh, I could have used more George Lopez. Uh, what what I like about it, because I agree with you, I think he's very funny here. And again, I don't have much of an impression on George. I never watched his talk show. <laughs> I never yeah. watched George Lopez, the George Lopez show. <laughs> uh, so like the more George, I, you know, I've seen a bits and pieces. But regardless, I like him here. What I like about him, what I like a lot about the film's use of him is that yes, he's wacky uncle and a conspiracy theorist, but he's also useful.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, when, like he has ideas that make seem outlandish or what have you and stuff. But like, he's not he's not incompetent. He's not dumb. Right. And I think the movie the movie doesn't condescend to him. It certainly yeah. has fun with him. But I like that he is a guy that actually gets things done with the group as opposed to as a hindrance in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that's a, like it's a it's a positive use of this kind of character, which right. I is yeah. admirable for a film
2: like this. Yeah, everything is like really well calibrated, like because yes. the you have the family in there, you have like up to six characters at one point that you're sort of tracking. Right. And and people sort of move in and out and then everyone's together at the end. But I think everyone's deployed really well. Mm-hmm. Like the grandma has a, a you know a few scenes at at the end that may not work for everyone, I think, but that I thought were really funny um and what was i gonna say about george lopez i think he uh he's deployed perfectly and he gets to do what he's done successfully in some movies where he gets to play some of the emotional beats as well and, and i think it really works um he gets to be like the you know the guy in the chair or whatever the the cue yeah um and then like for all his like conspiracy theories like he's not wrong yeah no, like that's, that's sort of like one of my favorite lines in the entire movie is when um because he he is not a fan of jenny's character because she's related to the chords and he says at one point he says something like shouldn't you be like strip mining a third world country for all its cobalt or something like right. that yeah, it yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> and it's like that you know some of the stuff that he says has a little bit of bite to it like yeah um then the movie as a whole kind of has this this very Uh, maybe not very it it has this this little rebellious streak in it and and i think that that it's it's really there are these things that like you said aaron that differentiate it right from a Mm -hmm. a story and a type of story that we've seen like ad nauseum at this point right Right. we know the beats like we know that the main character is gonna find this thing is gonna get powers it's we we know we're gonna check off at some point yeah yeah yeah, we're gonna check off the boxes but um Abe, you mentioned represent, representation at, at the beginning when we started talking and i think like one of the true or, or one of the things that i think is important about representation is that you know not everything that comes out that is showcasing a you know predominantly uh our cast as predominantly people of color or or predominantly of one culture not everything has to be citizen kane you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i've seen when i got into movies watching movies action movies with my dad as a kid We watched a lot of like Sylvester Stallone, like a lot of these action movies and they're not all great. Right. right? But like successfully executing a well-known formula, there's a tremendous amount of skill to that because it's a thing that people know well. And it's like making really good pop music. Right. There's a reason that like a bunch of stuff doesn't work and to get it right. takes a lot of skill and it, you have to do things just so, so that it, works and i think that's where this movie succeeds for the most part mm-hmm. again there are things like um the heavy right the Omac, i like mm-hmm. that actor i think he doesn't get enough to do um but he's like a good physical presence right. um, yeah um and and yeah there's there's a lot of things to like here and i think ultimately if you like you know wind the clock back a few months and you go back to shazam fear of the gods or the last time i was on this podcast which was for uh black, black adam, adam. Mm-hmm. like i would take this you know a thousand times before either of those movies yeah. <laughs> just to an uh, just...
0: agreement i i have a question for you guys which is just did you guys know much about blue beetles backstory beforehand because i think they they kind of dropped some knowledge on me as to how blue beetle actually pertains to Palmera city even in, I guess this might be 2023, but I was like, oh, I didn't know that a, that there was a hero in the city that was previously Blue Beetle. And so, now there there's like the,
1: the Jaime version of this. So I know enough about Blue Beetle because in Watchmen, Night Owl that character is mm-hmm. a it's a combination of Blue Beetle and Batman. Ah, so, OK, so like I, I already knew about that version of Blue, and that's but that's the 80s, like the Jaime character, as I mentioned, he didn't exist until 2006. Right, right. So like this, this version for this film, I had no awareness of. I knew about Ted Cord, uh-huh. and and um, uh, what's it like Dan's Dan Garrett. Okay. Um, But I didn't know about Jaime. So like, yeah, but for the most part, this is basically all new stuff to me as far as learning about this version, this iteration of the Blue Beetle character. hmm.
2: Yeah, I know that um my understanding is that even Palmera City is like kind of created for this movie. I think yeah. it was introduced in the comics, but um mm. I think that's smart. You have like a you know, DC has these like not real cities that are sort of like analogs to other stuff, right? And so yeah. this is almost like a it's almost like a LA slash Miami slash I don't know, something else. Um, El Paso. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's 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 cool vibe. Like you have all the the keys and like the waterways and stuff, and then this like uh, high tech city in the in the right. center. I'll
1: um, go as far as say I love Palermo City. I think that the the look of this is so cool, where it's yeah. like With the like it, neon. Well, it's whatever, like Miami so, yeah. Vice and Akira mixed. Yeah. Like it's yeah. great. <laughs> like yeah, I thought it was, it was a really cool futuristic cool.
0: city. Like when they're sitting and just having beers on the rooftop, I was like, this is a really cool it's a It's a really, it's a really uh, good yeah.
1: juxtaposition too, because you see, you know, where where the you know the is are and they're you know lesser area of you know of the area and then you have this mm-hmm. like high-tech vision of the city in front of them it's like right. it's there's yeah. cool stuff there i think i think Anwell on um and well, Soto, i think he's he i really like charm city kings his movie that yeah. he did before this so like mm-hmm. that was one of my main thoughts of like okay i want to see what this guy does with superhero yeah. movies this he seems to right
2: have a point of view right like exactly and right.
1: I, I think it comes across more so than when you put when marvel has put certain like indie directors sure. into like these giant things it feels like soto's voice is more clearly present in this Mm -hmm. which is to dc's credit as much as we may or may not like the films they do tend to have a distinctness to them that i can't say the same about the marvel films but that's that's a different conversation um but yeah i think the look of this movie is really cool and i love the synth heavy score here with the uh cloak um i i I, I was really digging that yeah (laughs) at times like 80s reminiscent so it was pretty Mm -hmm. cool for sure. It just it gave it just all the more reason for this film to like stand out from the other stuff that we've been seeing yeah. as of late when it comes to these kind of these kind of movies. Well, speaking uh, of the
0: court family, uh huh. We've got Susan Sarandon here as the big heavy, you know, the the boss behind the machinations Um and Cord Industries, which might be a parallel to Stark, I don't know. Uh, but they, they are making weapons and and tech. Um, but curious what you guys thought about Susan Sarandon. Uh, her performance in here, I think, Aaron, you kind of were talking about it, but I, I was thinking to myself, you know, I don't know necessarily if you needed to have Susan Sarandon in this movie. I, I think she kind of has does a, a an okay job, but it could have been somebody that that really made me feel like I was
1: being threatened. Pose so any thoughts on Sarandon?
2: Um, I think she's serviceable. Like, I think she's trying to choose scenery, but I don't know that the movie has enough. Mm-hmm for her to really work with there. I think the, the, she's so like blatantly evil, right. That it's kind <laughs> of, and in a way that's sort of refreshing because I think we have gotten a lot into this mode of like, I need to understand the villain as much as I understand the hero. And there needs to be a, a point of view of theirs that I kind of understand. And that there's like a half hearted, like she was passed over for the company that she helped sure. build a motivation thrown in there. Um But I I would say that's the weakest area of the movie um, is is the villains. Uh, But there is one moment that I thought was genuinely like harrowing. And that's when, well, I won't get into too much, but there's there's a moment where the the family is in danger. And Miguel, it's like his biggest loss uh, in the movie that was, um, I mean, reminiscent of some of the things that that, you know, the U.S. government perpetrates on people in this country Mm -hmm. and that that part was actually pretty i thought powerful in a way i i immediately i i don't know that you know i couldn't say for a fact if that that illusion was intended but that's immediately what came to mind and i'm sure i'm not not the only one and so there are moments again where the movie seems to like hit on these things these bigger themes and i think again that's when the movie works really well um but the susan sarandon i think you could have the worst thing that i can say about it is i think you could have swapped her out for like another actress and and nothing really would change about the role. You know what I mean? She's just not given us much to work with. Yeah.
1: I don't have much to add to that. I don't think the, the role just doesn't have enough for her to play with. So it's Mm -hmm. not, and she's not bringing anything particularly huge to it as far as her presence goes. Like she's, it's not campy enough, but it's not serious enough. Like, there's a threat there as far as with Susan Saranda, She's not incapable of making something work. But I mean, the, the I don't think the movie just supplies her with much oxygen to really like do anything with beyond just be generically evil. I will say, I feel like this is a common thing when it comes to the way comic book movies use female villains for some reason, especially mm-hmm. in DC. Mm-hmm. Like, unless it's Catwoman, they're pretty much all the same motivation. Yeah. Business. I want to lead the corporation and rule something, I guess. <laughs> who, That's What are it. thinking of? Uh, I think Catwoman has this, the movie Catwoman with Sharon oh, Stone okay. has the same problem. Um, what's the other one? Talia Ghul. T- Talia yeah. Ghul is kind of like that. Um, what's it? A- um, Kristen Wiig at Wonder Woman 84. It's oh, That's like, the one yeah. that I was going go to go to. More powerful now. Yeah. Like they, like it just feels like they don't really try. I feel like they get to the step where it's like, look, we got a female villain this time. Isn't that cool? And then they kind of like just drop the ball on. How do we write them?
2: <laughs> like, I don't, like got do it, something okay. They, they should have put Susan surrounded in the mech suit. Honestly, like that would have been great. That's
3: something. That's
0: something. <laughs> but to do, yeah, it would have right? been something. Yeah. Because then at least then you'd be like, OK, cool. She she's like maniacally like over the top, you know, um, yeah. like I was like, why would she be in this suit anyway? But I'm digging it. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of which, there is a level of violence here that I kind of really appreciated. Um, you see people getting offed in this movie, but the stakes are very high in that they are actually actively trying to also kill the Reyes family. So I was like, "Fuck it," you know, like let's the go. Snake,
1: the stakes are high in a personal way. Like yes, the movies, yeah. the movie's plot doesn't revolve around Blue Beetle saving the world. It's just That's more right. of like, hey, we got to we got to solve some problems here. Yeah. Um, but, but I'm yeah, curious I, what
0: you guys thought about, like, uh, at one point, George Lopez, like, impales a dude in, like, a giant machine. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, well, there's, there's like a to couple of violence? casual murders in movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the
1: movie. It's but it's the kind of one that wants to have its cake and eat it too, where it's like, yeah. all right, we're killing the guys because they're in our way. But when, like, but when... Um, Jaime is challenged with like one person, like oh, I can't I can't kill though that's yeah. bad like, <laughs> right
2: <laughs> yeah I should have put charge. Sure, in the suit I just use my, and my guy powers
1: do it like impale a guy to a wall or whatever but this guy right here gotta hold back yeah
2: <laughs>
1: I also was like
0: you know that shockwave right to his gut probably like like blew all his organs up
2: <laughs> yeah he goes flying into like a brick wall it's a uh, yeah it's, it's funny it, because. It, There's been two moments that reminded me of Fast 10, which is (laughs) there's a, you know, a kid in that movie straight up murders like two people. And it's not dissimilar in this movie. I think he, like, high-fives somebody after he does it. Yeah, he he high
1: Well, they, yeah, he uses his cannon car. Right? <laughs> they high-five each other. Why yeah, would it? I was like, I did it! It's like, hey, oh.
3: they're,
2: they're trying to murder a child.
3: That's true. I mean, right, right. That yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it, I get it. Yeah.
2: Um, and then when we were talking about villains, I feel like this is almost, like, the opposite because I thought that Momoa, like, in, in contrast, like, really does a lot there with... Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was just he was given more more space to do that, right? Or something like that. I don't know how much of that role was on the page versus whatever he brought to it. Um, but that's like I think a good contrast to to Mm -hmm. somebody who came in and really like made a meal of of that role. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, that's a
1: good um uh, parallel. Um I just I watched Fast X again recently, like uh-huh. 4K now, and it's like I've, I'm not wrong. This movie rules. It's super fun. Like it's it's kind wrong, it? but all right. it's, an, watched... it's it's exactly the ridiculous movie I want from the tenth <laughs> Fast and Furious film.
2: I watched that in um dx x Huh? That was a lot of fun. No, <laughs> why wouldn't it, why why wouldn't it? <laughs> I? Did not stop moving that entire
0: movie. <laughs> when John Cena shoots the ground with like six missiles, you're just like, whoa, rubble pack, really strong.
2: Yep. That's the perfect movie to watch in, in 40X by the way.
0: Very true. Uh any any other things you guys want to hit on?
1: Uh um, my question now, mm-hmm. You know, we're at as I've mentioned, we're at this kind of this this uh, limbo zone with the DCU as yeah. far as where things are going. Would I I think we like this character enough we'd like to see him again, if I'm not mistaken given the vibe of this conversation if I'm not mistaken here. Mm-hmm. Um would would you want to see him like team up with other hero characters or would you want him to still to like just be doing his own Blue Beetle thing? It's an interesting question because uh,
0: we're all centering around the same thematic things that we really, really enjoyed about this movie and how it really worked with the Reyes family. I you know, Jose, earlier when you mentioned that there's like a scene where the entire Reyes, Reyes family is kind of involved. That's saying it's handled very well from an action standpoint of just no nobody's really getting lost. Uh, and I don't know. I, I, I would want to see more Blue Beetle for sure. And I want to see more Jaime Reyes. But I, I'd also want to see like his family. Um, And yeah. I think in another movie where he's either uh cohabitating a space with another superhero or what have you, you know, that the family kind of gets it probably becomes a movie that we thought that this was this might have been where it kind of excises the family early on. And then they might show up here and there, like via phone call or like you know um, uh, some sort of like interface where they're just like, "Hey, just want to make sure that you're grabbing the donuts for dinner," kind of thing. Um, donuts for dinner? What the fuck? Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know where you were with that one, come but on. um, I, yeah. I did that today.
2: So donuts I don't know for if dinner? You're, you're spying on me or what? But uh, yeah. uh, you also drive. It A- just uh, knows
1: Latino <laughs> culture.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I come <laughs> from Fresno. We're pretty, we're pretty uh, <laughs> interweave there. But I, I would, I would love to see more of the Blue Beetle. And I can see why James Gunn maybe didn't want to axe this from the slate. Um, from from
1: everything he said, he's like, yeah, well, more of them,
3: yeah. I, so and he
1: he he tends to be one that doesn't lie. So I mean, I don't think they can he, necessarily. He's defending himself on Twitter right now
0: uh, against, yeah, constantly. So it's like <laughs> this guy seems like he's like pretty honest with his opinions. But Jose, curious your thoughts on on more Blue Beetle.
2: I've been thinking about this, and I think. Maybe the perfect place for Blue Beetle to go is to go to TV, mm-hmm. and we've seen that James Gunn can do you know good things on TV with. I don't know how heavily he's involved with uh, Peacemaker, but obviously he has a hand in that. No, he was huge on Peacemaker. Was his, exactly. uh,
1: he was the show, showrunner on Peacemaker. Yeah.
2: Okay, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had a chance to watch it. I, I've oh, heard it's great. It's, oh, it's, it's great. Just, exactly. It's really good. So, yeah. I I. definitely get You will never skip the
1: opening it. credit sequence. You'll watch the opening. That's it. what yeah. I hear as well. That's what yeah. I hear as well.
2: But I think he, I think Beetle could be a really fun, like, almost like a, not quite a Spider-Man analog, but like, be like the younger guy or like the street level kid, right? Like, I don't yeah. need him to go to leave Palmera City, right? Like, right. I'd like to flesh out popular city. I want to know, like, I would, I want to get to know like the neighbors in, in his, in his neighborhood. I want to see other areas of my State. I want to see what Jenny's going to do with court industries. Right. Like I I'm actually kind of interested in that. So I think maybe going to TV would be cool. And we've seen that they can do decent action on a smaller budget. So, you know, I watched like not all the seasons of arrow and flash, but a lot of them, and and i think you could have really solid uh, uh tv with this it, and you know that might be like a demotion in a way of, of taking him back to tv but you know nowadays tv can be so great and there's more right. space and i think that's a way you get to keep the family around right you get let us have more time with the reyes family have you know he's he's a hero now but like somebody's got to pay for that house like <laughs> and everything else you know what i mean like he's blue beetling at night and like I Don't know, reviving the auto shop in the morning and trying to keep everybody safe while you know? maybe
0: even trying to go to law school, too. It's exactly, gonna, it's gonna yeah, crazy.
2: Palmera, I'm sure there's a university that we could slap you, into Palmera City somewhere. Did Palmyra you see his City sweater? Law uh, when yeah, you're he had the
0: Gotham law? Gotham, law? Gotham law, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He would, yeah, it must have been <laughs> a tough law school bugged, bugged <laughs> he's trying to get in, yeah. He's trying to get, he's taking the to... else,
2: that's right now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. just like waiting before midterms, praying for like another Joker attack so you don't have to take your exams. <laughs> what
1: happened? Well, a crazy murder clown gassed half my class, so I just couldn't yeah. make it to the I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Back here. Yeah.
2: But yeah, I, I would love to see more Blue Beetle. Yeah. No, I,
1: I agree with you guys. I, I, a, that's the thing I do worry about as far as do we, what do we lose in the translation? Right. Um, But I mean, it, it I mean, without getting too far into what the movie establishes there are cool ways i feel like they could follow this story up with more mm, okay. just yep. adventures with blue beetle and you could uh,
2: continue the family theme and uh spin mm-hmm. it off slightly in a different way and and right. continue to explore that yeah.
1: yeah so i think the the main message is here that we 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 enjoy this movie but these characters especially i think that the yeah the thing that stands strongest here um all right well with all of that said why should people go and see blue beetle it's currently playing in theaters jose should people see this
2: movie i watched it in imax and oh wow. I've, premium screen over here yeah yeah, yeah. you know that being being a part of the the a-list uh comes not a sponsor perks. no but uh pay me and i will definitely do that um there you go.
1: We would sell Uh, out so quickly if a List sponsored our show.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We'd Um, we'd
0: sell out so fast, you'd see me in a fucking AMC hat. I'd be dressed like Nicole Kidman. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: But yeah, I think actually, um, not necessarily uh, IMAX, but uh, Aaron, you mentioned the score, and I actually think the soundtrack is really great too, like pulling all these amazing songs from all across uh, a bunch of different Latin cultures, actually. So Mm -hmm. um, just watch it in like a nice... Either IMAX for good sound or like one of those Dolby Atmos screenings. Yeah. Abe, how about you?
1: Yeah, I think this is
2: like
0: a dollar theater type movie where go support it, but at the same time, like, you know, matinee, one of those.
1: Yeah, I saw this at an RPX. Wow. um, Because I I wanted to have a a, a, a a larger viewing angle angle screen. Uh, No, that's that's ScreenX. Oh, sorry. Okay that's screen X where There's I
2: so many premium formats I, now the yeah. way
1: I, the, where I chose not to see Gran Turismo, although I'm like, oh, I probably should have saw it on screen. <laughs> um, but, uh, no. RPX is just like, it's Regal's equivalent of Dolby essentially for AMC. Oh, okay. Um, but without the branding, um, and it, you know, it looked and sounded nice. I that was, that's why I wanted to do it that way. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to hear it the way it could be heard. Um, but, uh, like the movie itself, I think is, it's certainly fine. It's certainly fine for, a, I think, a theater experience because I think it, it's got to be worth seeing in a theater. I wouldn't necessarily right. say a giant premium screen, but at the same time, I, I feel like a movie's uh, worth stepping out for. If you're going to step out for Black Adam, you can step out for Blue Beetle. will put it that oh, way. Like you should step out <laughs> twice for Blue Beetle in that case. So fucking I, so,
0: so fucking, fucking. De- they kill people with skateboards at the end.
1: hey the financier said that was the good move to do (laughs) all right we've talked about blue beetle we like blue beetle now it's time to move on Ape, what what time is time for a quick game here
0: little known fact that's actually the sound that plays when george lopez opens his truck door but uh (laughs) they couldn't afford to pay aaron so they said no thanks
1: no thanks. Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm glad you brought a, a Latin flavor to the xylophone this week. <laughs> I try. Thank I, I, I try. <laughs>
1: One of the few times I practiced You should have switched to marimba. <laughs> hey, yeah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> guys. I have a game for you this week. Yes, it is called "You Be Bugging Out." <laughs> okay, great like title. <laughs> yeah, what I have here is I am going. I have many. I have multiple movies listed. Uh, they all have a theme that I like Abe's approach here. You'll figure it out very quickly, I think. Okay. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read three trivia facts about said movie, and oh. you have to guess what the movie is. The facts will make it more obvious as I go on. I like this. Okay. okay. Are these facts okay. found on IMDb? Yes, they are. Okay, got it. <laughs> so get, get, if you want to cheat, go there. No, yeah, no, no, know, no, no. I don't cheating know how you accomplish that because you have to know the movie already. Yeah. Be Nobody movie,
0: in our time on the show has ever cheated by going on a personal device.
1: Uh, so we're we're against that. Yeah, again, I've you'd have to, like, I guess, take the words I say, put them into Google, then you said to go to
2: IMDb <laughs> to find the movie I'm referring to. If you can type that fast, you deserve to win by cheating. That's kind of true also, <laughs> but here we go. So I'm
1: going to read these trivia facts. If you think you know the answer, say your name, and then the answer. Okay, what's the, the
0: title of the game? You'd Be bugging Out? You'd Be bugging Out. Okay, got it.
1: Okay, here's the first one. Garrett Morris has a cameo that's a reference to an old SNL episode. Huh. Edgar Wright was originally going to direct the superhero film. Abe.
2: Saying, uh, Abe. You got it, Abe.
1: Ant-Man. Ant-Man is correct. Boom. The he third, has a
2: cat meow? And...
1: Garrett Morris does, yeah.
0: yeah. The, I think I might know the theme of this game.
1: The third one is Scott's <laughs> brief work at baskin who was originally going to be Chipotle, but the company did not like their negative portrayal. And look at them now, fucking suffering. So. <laughs> Here's the next one. The title character is named for a bright red star in the constellation of Orion. Huh. The lead character is only in this film for 14.5 minutes. This is Michael Keaton's favorite film of his own. Jose. <laughs> Jose. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice is the
0: correct oh name. Michael Keaton. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking of Michael Michael Douglas
1: popped in my head. I was like, what
0: What superhero movie did he do?
1: This is not an Ant Man themed game. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I know, I know. That, that's why you like, wait. What are the bug movie <laughs> movies? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Here's the next one. One animator actually was a survivor of the bomb blasts. What? This movie is banned in South Korea for concern that it justified Japan's role in World War II. Whoa! This film was originally intended as a double feature with My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, Abe. Abe. Grave of the Fireflies.
0: That is correct. Wow, I didn't yeah. know it was banned in South Korea. Yeah, they said fuck this movie. <laughs> it's a hard. It's a hard movie to watch, but I, I you yeah, know, I get. I know there's a lot of tension
1: in in, in those parts. Here's the next one. The tagline, Be Afraid, Be Very Afraid, came from producer Mel Brooks. Jose. Jose? B-movie? Incorrect. Ah. (laughs) That would be amazing. The reaction of one actor seeing a character's ear falling off was genuine, as they weren't told it would have. Abe? The fly. The fly is the correct answer. Mel Brooks had a quote about this movie? He's the producer on the movie.
2: Oh, I oh what. Yeah. That's cool. I think that's why I went with I don't know, comedy, B movie? Let's
1: go. It's it's almost like I designed these these things on purpose. So How yeah. dare you. I can nope. see Mel
0: Brooks, you know, uh
1: really just finding the humor in this.
0: And this is why the movie The Fly is it's so funny. A,
1: it's not about the humor, it's the fact that Mel Brooks he was a producer in the eighty. Yeah. He produced Elephant Man, he produced a lot of movies like this where he kept yeah. his name it's like the production company's Brooks vision, and he oh, very much yeah. did not try to promote because he didn't want people to think they're going into a comedy. comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, good taste. The last trivia thing was um it took five hours to apply the makeup to James Skullblum. Mm-hmm. Here's the next one. This is the least expensive entry in this massive franchise. This is the first live action film for this stop motion movie director. Huh. The vehicle is more in line with the classic cartoon series. Uh Sorry, what was the second trivia question? The first live-action film for this stop-motion movie director.
0: Stop-motion movie. Uh, stop-motion. I'm thinking it's not right, but I'm thinking like (laughs) the vehicle. There's there's no bug in in that movie,
2: though. Is that any answer? Title. No,
0: no. I'm I'm, I'm No,
2: single. I'm I'm stuck on trying to think of stop motion
1: no. movie three people. Two. One. The answer is Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Oh! <laughs> oh.
0: I was thinking of uh another Tim Burton movie, but yeah.
1: I'm on the board. Here's the next. One. I'm
2: on the board. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: the font of this movie's title was used for the PlayStation 3. Wow this is the jose jose spider-man (laughs) <laughs> that is that all of that title is correct. Yes, yeah, spider Oh,
0: <laughs> that is the same font. It is.
2: Yeah. I was Sony. trying to remember if it was the font yeah. from the beginning because I remember it more with Spider-Man Three. But I was like, no, 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 it, it has to have been from the beginning. Yeah. That's when people
1: start. That's when people started noticing it because because Spi- yeah. because the PlayStation Three came out like a like a few months before Spider-Man Three. Like, I'm never like, going to unsee like, this. Like, PlayStation Three came out like I think what like the November or something like that. Then Spider-Man Three came out that next May. Wow. Um. Yeah. The other things were this is the first film to open to hundred million dollars, over hundred million dollars, and the original poster and trailer were recalled after a you know that's devastating great. event. Yeah, yeah. That uh, you can still find that trailer online. You guess you can. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's a better idea for a trailer than an actual trailer. That's always been my thought. Yeah, on yeah, it. sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's it, like it works a cool a idea. Yeah, it works. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's the next one. One of the few films where the soundtrack grossed more than the film. Hmm. Interesting. This is the first black oriented film to be financed entirely by black people and shot by a non white crew. Hmm. Inspired by a real life cocaine dealer who became one of the biggest dealers in America during the 80s. Uh. Abe? Abe? American gangster? What? Where's the bug? I have no <laughs> idea, but I was like, <laughs> Frank Lucas? <laughs> I know. I was, like, that's, I was like, I don't think that he...
0: That
1: uh... is incorrect. Yeah, fuck. And I think, for was Frank Lucas heroin? Probably. I think so. Jose, any thought?
2: No, I can't Can even...
1: I... Can I hear that third one again? Inspired by a real-life cocaine dealer who became one of the biggest dealers in America during the 80s. Oh, sorry, the second one. The first black oriented film to be financed by black people and shot by a non white crew. What bugs in the title? The answer Mm. is Superfly. Fuck. Here's the next one. You're just taking a stab. All right. Here's the next one. A similar animated film was released by a rival studio one month prior.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. It's
1: always fun. The original teaser featured animation specifically made for the trailer, which became a trademark for Pixar.
2: Huh. Jose. Jose? A Bug's Life.
0: A Bug's Life is the correct answer. Never would have guessed that one in a million years.
1: <laughs> Next one is the first Pixar film to have outtakes. Ah, yeah. Ah. I Oh. Pixar needs to do more of that. Those are fun. They need to bring it back for like when they have their sadder movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They should either do that or they should have... um. Uh, predator style end credits where it's like remember this cast before they all died <laughs> like uh, the freeze frame ones yeah I got it where where like it shows a little bit of action then it stops it's yeah like... <laughs> exactly Yeah,
0: and everyone's smiling except for Arnold
1: yeah okay here's the next one okay. an 80s box office flop for a major Hollywood star huh hmm. on the previous film with this director Harrison Ford was nominated for his only Oscar Oh
2: no. I
1: oh. Following the making of this film, Harrison Ford recommended his young co-star for The Last Crusade. People are screaming at their iPods. I them. know. <laughs> uh,
3: I
2: don't I was know like, what
0: fucking bug movie has Harrison Ford been in? His answer is
1: the Mosquito Coast. Oh. Okay. I'm tired of you one. guys. There you go. Three three. Three three three. three. Yeah. Two more. Okay. Which means I might need a bonus one. No, no. <laughs> I already had a bonus one, but now it might change. Here we go. Here's the next one. The trailers for this animated movie featured the actors attempting to make a live action version. Uh, Abe. Abe?
0: Fuck. No, that's not right. Chippendale, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Yeah, that's not it.
1: <laughs> I wasn't no, too no, early. Now no I've lost bugs. it. No bugs. Okay, Jose. Here's some other ones. In November 2016, this movie saw a surge in attention due to the rise in popularity of videos on YouTube that consisted of random edits of this movie, and sometimes the trailer. The most popular of these videos is one where the movie increases speed every time the word B is said.
2: (laughs) Jose. Jose. B movie. I was waiting for you to finish the clue, <laughs> but I was like, hey, "This is B movie." Have <laughs> like, you watched those? I haven't watched, those? I haven't so
1: watched that. That sounds really. Funny I've seen me. it. I've so seen the it. up yeah. every time they say B. That's funny. Yes. Um, Jerry Seinfeld says he doesn't want to make a sequel because it would take away from the uniqueness of the original. That's the reason. So <laughs> okay, yep. not because yeah. everyone fucking hated that movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 I remember that when those trailers came out, and it was like it was Rock and Seinfeld just in costumes. I was like, this should be the movie. Like, what are we <laughs> doing with this nonsense version? This should be this is hilarious. Like yeah, the movie was not that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. This is technically the last one. So Abe, okay. you have to get this to tie it up, or Jose wins.
0: Okay. Well wow. right. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss it on purpose yeah, and so the that, audience
1: will be like, that, but... did he actually <laughs> really win or not? Oh, I have I have other backups <laughs> that I, I chose to leave off because they seem too hard to me, but <laughs> but I'll look up one now just to have it ready. All right. Um. Okay. Here's here's this one. Eddie Furlong was arrested a few hours after attending the premiere. Oh no! What that, that fact really was funny. No, but also like, how many fucking movies has been
0: has Eddie Furlong been in?
1: I'd be surprised if you're like, oh yeah, Eddie Furlong from this. <laughs> here's an, Here's
2: an I also feel like he was maybe arrested lots of times. Yes. Yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, Nicholas Cage
1: was initially cast as the villain, but dropped out. He intended to play the role of a Jamaican accent, much to director Michelle Gondry's Dismay. Jose. Jose, The Green Hornet. The Green Hornet Boom. is the correct answer. Seth Rogen shed 30 pounds to play the role. Uh, <laughs> wow. With that, Abe, you were close, but oh. no cigar, as it was Jose's game to take this week. Let's go! I Great think it's the first time I've won one. Back. What?! you probably won once in 30 years we've been in the show i mean you're a former summer gamble champion so i mean that, yeah, that that's true right that's, there that's actually, that's that's actually too early to do. Yeah.
3: yeah
1: which <laughs> does not i have it. that yeah. <laughs> i came in third one time you did no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, good job jose that was that was good yeah Woo-hoo. thanks for the game that was fun good. yeah that was a good one Well, that was it took more prep <laughs> was, i like i got locked in the ideas like well, I got to do all this now, so i like making like 11, <laughs> 11 different answers. Sometimes so, I have but... really good game ideas. And I'm like, this is actually hard to do, so I got to skip <laughs> it. Because <laughs> I'm like sorting through all these trivia pages. And I'm like, I got to find ones that aren't like obvious and aren't too right. obscure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on now. Let's get this about now feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is where I go over the various questions answered on our Facebook page. Facebook.com out a podcast. We ask a number of questions to the listeners. They get some answers, and one of the listeners gave us a question as well all this right. week. Jose, feel free to throw in as much as you can as we go through these. First question here is, which bug-themed superhero is
0: your favorite? Which would you like to be for a week? Todd Lee Bonnell has Spider-Man. Philip Hurd writes, Black Widow is for favorite, but I think Blue Beetle would have fun powers to borrow for a week. And Christopher Hill writes, Ant-Man. Philip, I don't know. I mean, the whole entire clothes burning off and then you reappearing <laughs> naked is pretty tough. I think he got over that eventually, though. Yeah, but he messed up with his favorite pair of sneakers, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, no one likes
1: awesome. that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say, like his favorite sixes or something like that? I forget what what brands they were, but yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, have you guys ever seen this weird show from when I was a kid called Big Bad Beetleborgs? I, yes! I
1: was so... I so figured you were going to say Big Bad Beetleborgs, <laughs> but I didn't want... But, so I'm so happy that that's what happened.
2: The, the erasure
0: on this is crazy, Jose. I love that show. So and dumb.
2: then the Metallics, too? Metallics! Yep. Yep. Great show. Great show. Yeah. I'm sure if I watched again, I may not enjoy it as much, but... I, I had so much fun with that show. Would you also want to be them for a week? Yeah, dude. Just like... Okay. Hanging out at a comic store? Yeah, of a course. Sick, yeah. Like, a house with armor? like
0: whimsical whimsical ghouls <laughs> and vampires.
2: Yeah, like <laughs> classic uh, freaking Universal Monsters. Right, like, yeah. And like an Elvis ghost. Yeah. good stuff stuff.
1: um i do really like the tick actually um (laughs) that was gonna be amazing too like for both for both questions it'd be the tick the Tick. i mean i'd probably like i'd probably be spider-man for a week because we're swinging around and stuff that's cool but the tick i mean is so fun like such a fun character in any form whether it's the cartoon the comic the the patrick wardburn series or the peter sarah fenderwood series which was great and i'm so excited on amazon yeah that show was cool uh, but The Tick, I, I really like The Tick. Would, more Tick representation needs to be out there. Exactly. All right, our next question. Who are your favorite superhero family members? Justin Weatherby has Shazam! <laughs> Philip Heard has, I like Tony Stark's old man. He's an interesting character. Hmm. Played by, what, John Slattery and uh, Dominic Cooper? In very, That's right, yeah. Older and younger? Uh, Lisa Rambo writes, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Hashtag family. Hmm. Favorite superhero family members. Hmm,
2: I like huh. uh, I like a Mayday Parker. Um, she's got some okay. interesting stuff to get. Yeah, she to. And, and, uh, to... across the Spider Verse was pretty good. Yeah, she's a good great. version of her.
0: Superhero family members. I mean, you did mention Mama Coco before, and they do go into like the afterlife <laughs> for a bit. You know, <laughs> so. So it's a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, very strong family, you know, you know, no music, but then, you know, it softens. Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like Aunt May seems like a pretty easy one off the bat. Which Um, one? All of them? I mean, they're like all of them have their different, like, because honestly, they do like Rosemary Do you remember remember when Aunt May
0: in like Spider-Man 3 gives Peter like $20 even though she's broke?
1: And she, and it's he's also broke heart?
0: and like it's so moving. I'm like, what the
1: fuck? It's a, it's in the second one where you where, oh, you, where you, one where where, you, where she's like, you take it's this birthday, birth. yeah. It's, it's really like, sad, but yeah. she gives that damn hero speech in that movie. He tells the whole mm-hmm. wedding proposal story at the beginning of three. Like Rosemary Harris is killing him. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, our
2: father in the first one. Ooh. Yeah, yes. All that. Who, which is like, Oppenheimer yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: next door. <laughs> 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 But like I think Sally Field was was solid in the amazing films. Yeah. yeah. Um. What's her What's her name? Uh. Lily Tomlin is great in um in into the, the Spider Verse actress. Yeah. 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 I I like the, the when she has she has that one line. It's like oh great. It's uh. What's 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 it's um, Viv. Viv, yeah. It's such live, live, Yeah, mo- it's such a fun. It's such a fun moment where it's like because like they just now like my friends call me live and it's like there's such a weird like there's history. <laughs> like this is good.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah,
1: I guess the odd maze. there? There you go. Oh, split or splinter, or yeah, oh, splinter. Yeah, splinters always yeah. a good one, too. All splinter forms too. Yeah. Jose, did you see the new turtles yet?
2: I did. I loved it. I had oh, such yeah. a blast. There
0: you go. Out. Yeah. Splinter yeah. rocking like
2: I, you know uh, I a high had, top fade. I had the Turtles three, which was what back in time. I forget the title, but the it's, one te-
1: where they go back- it's it's te- it's there's there's a bit of a Mandela effect. On they this they one, added it, that it, later. It, it's not it's never even added. They just added on like websites and stuff. Oh, the do movies, they? The movie's no always way. been called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three three. Yeah, that's wow, it. They they okay. added Turtles in time after the fact. Yeah. Like like when I say they not new line like everybody else did just because the game was so popular so they just figured right. you know, why wouldn't okay, this be called okay. Turtles in Time <laughs> like, It's yeah. yeah
2: I had that on VHS I was like Dang. we had like four VHS's and that was one of them and so I've watched that one where they you know go back and become samurai like so many times yeah big, big Turtles fan but, fucking uh, yeah, Yoshi
0: now fun. knows that there's like giant turtles in the future and they all play <laughs> hockey This is great Casey Jones is back yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. what are we doing uh, next question here <laughs>
0: What are some great films about evil company leaders? Todd Lee Bennett writes. Air? Oh boy. Okay. Jeez. Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> capitalism is bad. Uh, Justin Withery writes The Social Network. Again, capitalism bad. <laughs> Philip Heard has high and low. Hey, that's a that's a good choice. Yeah. For a solid
1: there. Did evil you guys, company? Yeah, go ahead.
2: Did you guys watch this? Uh I never finished it. This Amazon Prime show with um
1: Oh, the 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 Waltz one? Yes. What's it like the
2: Oh, the, what was that called?
1: The, the Waltz one? The Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Jeez, he's, the, he's the lead of the
2: show. Uh, the Consultant? Is that what it is? Yes, The Consultant. Is, is The yes. Consultant? Oh. Weird show. I never finished it, but uh, it, it's intriguing. I think if you watch the first episode. I um, watched
1: I, it pretty quickly. I don't binge stuff just because I can't by nature of me, but I watched yeah. like two a night because it was like, they're like they're like under half an hour, yes. which is like oh my yes. kind of streaming series. Let's do this. Yeah, that's it's one a, that I
2: feel like is underseen, but it, it's yeah. a weird little show, and I should finish it.
1: Yeah, it's a neat show. like it's like these these a few people work at this company. It's like a computer tech. It's like a computer gaming company. Christoph uh-huh. Waltz like the boss. Is, this, is this present day or like eighties? It's no, it's present day. Present it's, day. it's present okay. day. The boss is gone. I can't can't remember all the details, and I don't want to spoil things. But like, the boss yeah. is gone for whatever reason. Christoph Waltz comes in saying, "I'm the new boss," and mm-hmm. he like imposes all these crazy things and makes the people at the work start being like way more competitive against each other. And there's like Ooh. some kind of undercurrents involving Christoph Waltz that's like, what is this guy? Is he the yes. devil? Is he God? Oh, like, what's going on here? Like,
2: yeah. there's something. Hey. That you don't,
1: it like the show. You have to watch the whole show to kind of figure out more. Yeah. But it's like what's going on with this guy there's something yeah. here devil's it's, advocate tv
0: series yeah it's it.
1: like it's neat enough to be like it's 10 episodes or 10 or 8 up 8 or 10 episodes whatever eight. it is it's yeah, it's yeah. a pretty quick watch and it's like i don't not want to watch this i can't say it's great but it's certainly intriguing yeah yeah it's, okay. it's
2: not like anything else that i've seen or that I'll, on TV. so it's i'll finish it in the next nine months
0: at least. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i'll let you guys know in, in like by next year same time next year uh, I'm going to add in Monsters, Inc. with uh, Henry J. Water News. <laughs>
1: okay, that guy's with a, a dick. Jay, uh, James, Colburn.
0: James Coburn. James yeah. Coburn, yeah. Sully, you're our best scarer. And then, like, I want these kids because I hate kids. Like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> you're depleting uh, our energy resources. Next question we have here. What are your favorite films of Latino-led cast? Mm. Philip writes Sin Nombre, Roma, City of God, and Kronos.
2: These are Chronos. some very
1: heavy movies. Kronos has a uh, a cameo in uh, Blue Beetle, by the way.
2: It oh. does. That was great. They, yeah, they flip, it's on the they're TV. Like,
1: they're flipping so on the TV, so and so I'm like, oh Kronos. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I literally I think I did like a Leo point in the theater when it happened to me. <laughs> yep, yep, I did too.
2: <laughs> I did too. Which is good. There's a bunch of little things there. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah, Chronos. she's sleeping through the yeah. Uh the telenovela they kept calling out to is a, it's one that my parents would watch when I was a kid. So when they were singing the song and all that, I'm like, I know exactly what it's, it's yeah. Great movie. Um, I like. There's this little movie. It's a. It's a Gael Garcia Bernal and um Diego Luna. It's called. um Oh my gosh! It's is not it one of the. One? Yes, the soccer one. Oh, that
0: one. Yeah. I oh, can't remember name of it either. But. Oh my goodness!
1: It's gonna bug me. Hold on. Everyone, all those. Oh, we're all right typing. Rudy Acuza. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rudy Acuza. It's. Yeah.
2: It's what there's. I regularly go on youtube and look up the music video that Gael Garcia bernal's like character makes in that movie because it's just one of the funniest things i've ever seen that movie also ends up being kind of sad at the end but <laughs> it's yeah that's it's, like uh, my favorite movie
1: it's directed by alfonso Coron's brother yes carlos Coron.
2: no oh, carlitos <laughs> carlos <laughs> okay that and then uh, i mean selena i gotta i gotta selena think. yeah you know, that's... Another James that's Edward classic.
0: almost... I'm going to throw in a uh, stand-in and deliver. Oh, the calculus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also, like, the part where Andy for... Garcia... <gasps>
3: Nobody accuses me. Like, <laughs> what I, Andy, what oh, I
1: what man. I love is that I I forgot that that I because I, I've seen that movie plenty, but I forgot yeah. that that scene was in there. So then when you see Ghostbusters and he does the freak out when someone goes through the Jawsmare, <laughs> yeah. and then I realized that's him fucking referencing standard deliver.
0: <laughs> Nobody has the right uh, to accuse me of. But there's also like you know it's such an 80s movie that that his his co-star in that scene is like the KFC guy from the commercials. Uh back in the day Uh, so yeah pretty great but yeah at the end there the ending always gets me when the secretary is like reading all the ap scores of all these students uh, and then it flashes their 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 uh their face on the screen and it's like you know angel guzman five and i'm like oh fuck (laughs) <laughs> but even though yeah. all these people were like not really real characters so like they're a they're, uh, blend of characters but
2: yeah there are two movies that are like very similar based on a true story things that i love that are very like by the numbers but i enjoy them one of them with george lupus called spare parts yes yeah um, which i like and uh i had a lot of fun watching That's because like the, I the was the robotics
0: enge-
1: competition yep. yep yeah i was What's an it?
2: engineering student uh, i built is robots <laughs>
1: isn't it said at uc santa barbara
2: uh yeah i believe it is that's where they go to compete this. yeah, hey, yeah. The guys, it's like nobody the, cares about the Santa Barbara. at the end of the the kids had not seen the ocean yet or something like that yeah, yeah like, um, some
1: people just like having great educations and you know being <laughs> in a nice area as opposed to being stuck in like some smelly berkeley town sorry that we <laughs> invented the atomic bomb <laughs>
0: Yeah, Yeah, good job. There it go. Uh, (laughs) What was the second Um, one, Jose?
2: The second one is uh McFarland USA with uh There you go, they also see the ocean in that movie.
1: So I I I I just I finally watched that movie for the first time. What? Um Yeah, it does the job. It's a it's a solid it's a solid. It's exactly what you think
2: it's gonna be, right? Like and Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I like them. Like uh the song from
0: Juanes in there, it's great.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Some um I mean, um, Philip already well, we mentioned City of God, which is one of my favorite movies ever, but yeah. um, some more recent ones. I mean, In the Heights, I really like. Um, in the Heights was a lot of fun. I'll uh, throw out, I, I really like um, this John Leguizamo movie that he directed, Critical Thinking, that came out uh, like a couple years ago now. Yeah, it was,
0: yeah, was pretty recent.
1: I, I really oh, like that movie, it. so I just like shouting out whenever I can. Mm-hmm. Um, my legs. You know, is my is one of my quotes in that one? Yes, it is. Um <laughs> <laughs> Is because this you show me the box cover <laughs> yeah but uh because i'll or it's like one of the i'm not on the i, I we we checked to see if i was on yeah, the, on the back it's, yeah there's so many it got it got screwed by the pandemic and stuff but like yeah. i really like that movie i think it's really solid speaking of sports movies it's a solid chess sports movie. So. there you go oh, <laughs> um, i
2: gotta check that out
1: i think it's a good one um
0: Yeah. All right. What's next? The next question here is, what are some notable films featuring alien technology used by humans? Philip Heard has The Fifth Element, District 9, and They Live. Those are great answers. Those are, yeah. yeah. Lisa (laughs) Rambo writes Independence Day and Stargate. Justin Weatherly writes Cowboys vs. Aliens. Also, I would put Mm -hmm. Galaxy Quest on on this list. Uh, Yeah, Galaxy Quest, of course.
2: Great one.
1: They're they're literally taking alien technology.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) People using alien technology. What else? What else is it? What else? It's not Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah. I was was like,
0: you know, the first movie that comes to mind for this is Contact, where I actually like the explanation at the end there where the alien's like, we don't know what the fuck this is either. We also just built the same construct and we wanted to know if you guys knew what it was. I was like, oh, pretty cool.
2: What else is there? They're like using, I guess
1: Prometheus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Prometheus. Yeah.
2: It, it,
0: so much so that even the androids just like, let me try and see what these aliens will do. Hope he doesn't knock my head
1: off. Whoops. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> Starman. A... I'll put Starman out there also. There you go.
2: Or Does Zathura count?
1: Zathura? Yeah. It's a board game, but I guess. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like a space kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, what's next here? What's your favorite film set in Miami or Florida? Hmm. Irene Johnson has Out of Sight, One Night Miami, and Bad Boys. What you got to do? Mark Pace's <laughs> Friend of the Show has Bad Boys too. Philip Heard has Chef. Christopher Hill has the Bad Boys films. And Lisa Rambo has The Punisher. Ooh.
2: Huh. I no mean, one said Scarface. You know, Too Fast, Too Furious.
1: Too Fast, Too Furious, obviously. I'm yeah. um, surprised given know. the cult fandom that Miami Vice has developed, but that didn't come up on Miami Vice. Michael Mann. Yeah. Michael Mann. Um...
0: Let's see. Crawl.
1: What? Oh, crawl. crawl. Yeah, crawls Florida yeah, film. Crocodile? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Alligator, alligators. 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 Sorry, yeah. sorry. Uh, Letting.
1: Uh true lies notably has a bomb go off in the Fort of Keys. <laughs> that's
0: that's true. Yeah. That's actually where the, the action the third the third set piece takes place, right? Yeah. They're,
2: it's they're, uh, they're, it's they're not a movie. movie, but it stars uh Wayne the D Silent Johnson. Uh which of course I'm talking about the masterpiece. Television series Ballers,
1: well now on Netflix. <laughs> that's right, yeah. John David Washington, yeah. J D yeah. W.
0: Right. I mean, if we're going TV here, it was, I'd love the the Dexter stuff. So
2: Ace Ventura's that's Miami, right? That's the that's Miami one, yeah.
1: <laughs> the Florida Project, yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> look at um, look at the floodgates opening now.
1: Waves, waves, that's great trailer
0: yeah. with Frank Ocean song. Yeah it's also a good movie this is uh, true yeah oh moonlight moonlight, moonlight of course yes, yes. Yeah, one of my favorite films from the last decade <laughs> yeah.
2: and then an actual uh rock movie uh pain and gain is in miami isn't
0: it pain and gain oh yeah it is yeah, yeah it yeah. is
1: they're exactly right the rock just losing it barbecuing people yeah. mm-hmm. oh oh uh denzel speaking of denzel uh out of time out of time is my is a. Out Florida of movie. time. Yeah, that would be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> would be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess there's a lot of Miami movies. Oh, there's lots. Yeah. 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 Call yeah. them all. at the same right. second. <laughs> yeah. Um. What's
0: next? Well, the next question here is who would voice the computer helping you with your super suit? Luke White Thompson from the show has Mr. T. I put it. For <laughs> Luke. Luke, turn left. Uh, Todd now has Doctor. Bunsen Honeydew. Philip Heard writes Emma Thompson could help me keep calm in stressful situations, and Justin Weather writes Liz Hurley hands down. Okay, this is a tough question because there's a lot of options
2: here. Yeah, do (laughs) you want like an authoritative person helping you out? Do you want like
1: a British person helping you
2: out? (laughs) Yeah, they just sound smarter. I feel like you want a
1: combination of those things where uh-huh. someone that's like friendly, but also authoritative, but also British, <laughs> but also British. <laughs> All of those things, goodbye. Um, in my mind, for whatever reason, it keeps going to Sean Connery. Um, That'd be tough sometimes under stressful situations, but I can, I can, I can dig I it. I feel like there'd be fun to be had there, though. Where, like, if Sean Connery's interacting yeah. mm-hmm, with you, mm-hmm. it'd also be very morbid because, like, the, the voice of Sean Connery is talking to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the idea is has got this Scottish rogue, and he'd kind of, like, make fun of you while doing your thing, but also he'd still want to be helpful, be like, you have the mountain now, dog. Yeah. like, yeah. Oh, right, <laughs> <thanks." laughs> uh,
2: I'm going with uh, maybe a similar attempt to what they wanted to do with Becky G here, but I'm going with uh, Salma Hayek.
0: Boom. I need a, I need a little
2: spanglish, you know?
0: Yeah. I like it. Especially at the end there where she's like mixing it in. You know?
2: Yeah, yeah. That was good. That was funny. I like
0: that. I'm gonna go with Keith David.
2: Oh, that's a good one.
1: That's a fucking great
2: answer.
0: Just fucking like <laughs>
2: that's really good.
0: Giving yeah. me some directions, but also confidently boosting me up. But he could be funny too.
1: <laughs> if yeah. I can't get if I can't get Connery Hopkins, I think Hopkins, Hopkins. also oh, good hey. too. Yeah. Yeah, he'd have he'd fun with like, that. Uh, yeah.
2: Classic voice actors too, like a, maybe like a Clancy Brown. Clancy uh-huh. Brown, that'd that's be amazing. Yeah,
1: that's a good one. These are these are good. Yeah, I think we uh, got this
2: or, or here you go. You know how people wish for three wishes? Yes. Frank Caliendo. Frank, so that you <laughs> <So he> can, <laughs> so can do different voices. <laughs> So you can just ask him, "Hey Fred, could you do
1: this today?" You're like, uh, yeah, sure. "Can you
2: do the Madden voice today?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me a, give me a Paul Giamatti today, please.
1: Do yeah. <laughs> some Patrick Stewart. What? All right, fine. <laughs> That's good. I like that. that All right. Great. Next question. Now, sorry. Now we get a, a question to us. This is from Mark Hoffmeyer, friend of the show. He okay. Blue crush into the blue. Blue is the warmest color. Blue chips. Blue beetle. Blue Valentine. Deep blue sea. The deep blue sea. Dark blue or blue velvet, which do you prefer? This is a great question, Mark. I like I like the theme that you're going for here. <laughs> I know his blue streak is not on this list. Oh uh, no! Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let me let me let's go over these again. Yeah. Blue Crush. Surfer Sports. Their movie. Uh-huh, What uh-huh. what's her face? By uh,
2: Jessica Alba. No.
1: Oh. Um, uh, Lois Lane and Superman Returns. But Oh Kay- right,
2: right right yep yep.
1: Her and Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. 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 It, into the blue. That is Jessica Alba and That's Paul the Walker. Yep. They're like divers and crime happens. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. Yep. Treasure stuff.
1: Blue is the warmest color. French indie love story. Yes. Mm-hmm. Blue yeah. chips, Shaq and Will Friedkin. <laughs> um, I mean, and Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte's the lead. Yes. It's yeah. a Will Friedkin film with Shaq in it, though. <laughs> That's what I like thinking of. Yeah. Blue Beetle. We just talked about it. Yeah. Blue Valentine. Ryan Gosling and. and um
2: also indie love story. Michelle, <laughs> Michelle Williams, Williams. In, yeah.
1: the, in a in a very uh, depressing De- depressing story. movie. <laughs> deep Blue Sea, Sharks, The Deep Blue Sea, Hiddleston. Uh, but let's see. Dark Blue, Kurt Russell as a, a dirty cop. <laughs> blue Velvet, David Lynch doing his thing. Where are we with all of it? Honestly, I probably with Blue Velvet. That's probably where I am.
0: That's wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with a Mark Harshmar favor. I'm going to go Deep Blue Sea. Give, you can start to swim backwards.
2: I one of the like first movies i saw in the theaters i think
1: wow deep blue sea <laughs> there you go <laughs> okay
2: i don't know why because that's i i want to say that's a rated r movie
1: it is and it's 98
2: <laughs> yeah all I right think i definitely snuck into that there okay. you go all right
1: you didn't say you could do the deep blue sea though of with rachel vice <laughs> and tom Middleton. <laughs> i did not rachel
2: <laughs> i just remember samuel jackson getting eaten. that's like the I mean, that's probably the moment from that movie, but it's it's stuck in my mind for so long.
1: I didn't see it in theaters, but my mom did, and she told me about that scene. Like, what? <laughs> Sam Jackson gets eaten by a shark in this movie. <laughs> I mean, there's even the part where LL Cool J is like turning on the
0: gas in in uh in the kitchen. Yeah, for
1: to yeah. to to get vengeance on his bird.
0: That's right. This <laughs> yeah, was for bird. Remember when LL Cool J was like, "I'm gonna be in some really big movies like
1: Halloween H2O and Deep Blue Sea." And they were big movies, and then That's he kept true. making movies. He knows why you're not. What? Yeah, and then he's been on NCIS LA Tons for like of, yeah, twenty seven like, years with uh, with uh, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. yeah, and they made millions of dollars. Yeah, exactly. like, in addition he's to also, me, millions of dollars as a rap artist, he's also so, he's yeah. also in a great episode of uh, Thirty Rock, and he like what hosts the Grammys like all the time to test out a new hat. Like he's doing his great job. Test out it. a new
2: hat.
1: <laughs> you think he's giving him like, my kangles, or is that more of a Samuel L. Jackson thing now? I think they've been in competition he was like for years, a but they bucket hat the... Guy
2: for a while,
1: wasn't he? Yeah, he, he wasn't. Yeah, in like the early 2000s, he became a bucket hat guy. But every time I see him now, it's always it's always a it's either a Kangol or something similar. Yeah, it's, yeah. and it's all it's an. I, I only see him like twice a year. Once it's like a. You commercial. see him twice a year. <laughs> yes, he's like he's in like person. a fucking groundhog. It's either a commercial <laughs> It's either I. It's either I've accidentally stumbled onto CBS and it's commercial for NCIS, or yeah. it's or it's the Grammys and LL Cool J hosts again, and I'm like, Boom. all right. Cool. Yep. I have nothing against El Cool J. Nothing. He also, he I just don't like, seem to watch uh, anything he's involved with. He also
2: did one of those like celebrity fitness things, didn't he? Like there was definitely I'm sure like he a lot of not?
1: Have you seen Ello Cool J in SWAT? He worked out <laughs> Oh extreme.
0: yeah, he's he's extremely <laughs> rude. Sure like song. that's
1: that's the arc for his like the idea is that his character used to be like Jerry O'Connell in Stand By me, but he worked out a lot. Now he's on the SWAT team. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah. not enough feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. <laughs> Thanks for that question, Mark. And thank you to the listeners for all those answers. Uh, that's gonna bring us to the end of this week's episode about now Out there and abe. You can buy more of my work at every, and everything I do over at my personal blog, thecodazeek.com. I also write for Love Entertainment, uh, for movie reviews and why is it blue for criterion and blue reviews. I'm part of the Summer of 93 at 30 podcast series. That's part of the Brandon Peters show where Brandon Peters, Scott Mendelson, and I talk about the summer movie season of 1993. We're currently near the end of August here, which means that series is actually wrapping up pretty soon, but it's been a lot of fun. You can find all those episodes where you can find his show. And I'm on Twitter X going to give it to you at Aaron's PS4. <laughs> Abe. You can find my over my Instagram, Abe.Boom
0: and Twitter.com slash Wallace Moose. Hashtag it's pronounced Jaime, not Jamie.
1: <laughs> it's going to be fun uh, if you who, read that out. I, I'm i going to write it out right now so I don't forget. <laughs> Jose Cordova, we're going to be able to find more of you.
2: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jose Cordova, which is just my name. And uh, you mentioned the young folks. A bunch of the editors and folks from there um, created a new site. It's called In Between Drafts. I'm there right now doing weekly recaps of ZOM 100, a book of List of the Dead, which is a really, really fun uh, anime series about a young gentleman who is trapped in a terrible job, but then uh, is freed when a zombie apocalypse happens. Oh no. he finds... <laughs> you know new he finds joy in life um and then i'm also be i'll be covering ahsoka uh weekly when that comes out so that'll Mm -hmm. be fun and we have a tiny little tv podcast that we've put out uh through in between drafts as well it's called between tv you can find it on spotify uh that's with myself and uh katie stetzel who's our tv editor at the site um, we're on a little bit of a hiatus right now, just sort of like in solidarity with the uh, WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's like, I think, four episodes already there and we're prepping some stuff for for the future. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm back out there doing stuff. Very Exciting.
1: cool, man. Yeah, send me those yeah. links so I can put them in the show notes for yeah. sure. we
2: uh, Will do. Definitely will do. What's um, that website called again? in between drafts in between drafts okay
1: i didn't know that was because uh, i know the, sh- the young folks they shuttered a little while ago right but
2: yeah uh... yeah and so a bunch of folks uh moved over most of the editors and some of the writers um and that was like a perfect time for me to jump back in um, oh, very so yeah, cool contributing to the tv section mainly um and to the anime section a little bit and uh awesome.
3: yeah anime. very
1: cool i'll always encourage writers to keep writing so that's that's good to hear definitely um that's so well with all that said um you can find more episodes about now Thursday on iTunes, AudioBoom, Spotify, and Stitcher SoundCloud, Podomatic, and hWd uh feel free to email us at
0: outnowpodcast.com check out our instagram instagram.com slash outnowpodcast or you can check out our twitter twitter.com slash podcast or x
1: and we're on instagram.com so outnow out underscore
0: podcast oh facebook i'm sorry
1: <laughs> we're we're at all the social. all guys. over the place are yeah. about this but we're at all these socials yeah and we're iTunes uh, read the uh, ratings. Good to get those, of course, as well. Uh, bit next bit? next week's show, we're talking Gran Turismo Ooh. Ooh. to uh, end the summer, essentially. Wow. And um, yeah, uh, that's going to do it. Thank you once again, Jose, for joining us. Thank you, us. Jose.
2: It's great to be back.
1: For sure. And yeah, thanks, to the listeners, for listening. That's going to do it for this week. So until next time, so long. And goodbye.
3: Malte que tiene